1: Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in True Crime, Francel Evans. What up? People, I'm here to announce that this week, the past 10 days, Gotham City, also known as Baltimore, was in the grips of cyber terrorism that I have not was not made aware of until it was pretty much over with, I guess. I'm not even really sure if it's if if it is over. Uh somebody, some hacker, hacked into the city. And shut the whole shit down, and nobody could get anything done. I had no idea this was happening. Yes. um, I'm a victim
2: of that. I had a deal closing Monday. Yeah. Won't be happening.
1: My mom was supposed to close on Friday. Yep. And then, so she comes to me, and she says, yeah, because uh, I was supposed to, like, co-sign or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And so she goes, yeah, never mind. They pushed it because of the ransomware yep. thing. And I was like, what? You, what? What's that? And she was. she said... Somebody hacked into the computer systems of the city and they're demanding a $100,000. I was like, what are you? What? Yep. That's a terrorist attack. <laughs> I, what I thought happened was because I was, you know, you skim through stuff on the internet. Mm. And I just thought people were saying Catherine Pugh messed some shit up. Because mm. our mayor, Catherine Pugh, former mayor, yeah. like ran off rumors that she fled the city because she broke some crimes and she was giving out contracts without letting people bid on them or whatever the situation was mm. I just assumed she like didn't press a button when she left and something went bad so for the last 10 days I didn't know that we were uh, being held hostage yeah and they just refused to pay yeah uh, this is not you know this happened in i uh, did some research this happened in Atlanta last year and apparently this happens at hospitals all the time really? except hospitals pay I mean what 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 happens to, t- to technology it I mean, doesn't you mean work you shut the system down people, people, people probably can't process uh health insurance oh. or, or, or you know uh, pay bills and all this kind of stuff so they lose if you shut the if you shut the hospital system down they lose more than $100,000 a day so it's like whatever they're asking for just pay them and then they, they unlock the system or whatever i mean do they get arrested do they go after these no, people no i mean no? The, the internet's the wild wild west man if you know how to work wow. a computer in 2019 you are like uh the joker Wow. You know, it really, like, legit. I mean, if you know how to pro- code and hack into backdoor systems and all this kind of... And have your IP address ping off shit, and it's in China, now it's in Jamaica. They can't find you. So he's just going to get it, whoever it is, getting $100,000. Well, this guy, did, they didn't pay. Well, I'm talking about... An, oh, the examples. hospitals. Yeah. yeah, the hospitals are probably an easy lick. I mean, they probably don't ask for hundred. They might ask for, like, five. Send it to here in Bitcoin. Because they ask for Bitcoin. Oh. Because it's untraceable. Yeah. That's why... I never really got into that whole thing because best case scenario, it becomes a currency someday. But if it does become a legit currency, right now it's being used to like traffic children and shit. Like that's what Bitcoin is used for, hmm, for dark for dark web shit. So it's like, you know, you can mine Bitcoin and make yeah. your money and flip it on all that kind of stuff. But I just didn't want to even, you know, I don't want to even get involved in that. Mm-hmm. People were really high on it a couple years ago. Yeah, like, Man, download this Litecoin. I was like, look, man. been meaning it. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, but you would have been a millionaire if you did it like eight years ago. That's what I mean. People got on it late and it was like you yeah, turned $200 into yeah. $800. And that's that's cool. Yeah. But like for the amount of work you got to do and looking at the, it's like. You got Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You should have did this 10 years ago. That yeah. was when you hop on the train. Yep. But what it's used for is dark seedy underground internet shit. Mm. So that's why the, the guy that was holding the city ransom, like fucking the penguin. Yeah. Uh, asked for $100,000 in Bitcoin. They refused to pay. He didn't fix it. And then I guess eventually one of the IT people or something, they're starting to Mm -hmm. fix it or whatever. But apparently when they do that, you can't use computers. Just keep, they just cut them off. Mm. For like, until we figure it out, don't use a computer. Just leave them all unplugged at the office. And it's so crazy to like, to think it just, is there some uh, mainframe? I don't know words, but Mm -hmm. like, I imagine it's like a big room with a bunch of servers somewhere in the city, mm-hmm. and that just like controls so much of the city. Yeah, and that's crazy to me to think a person just like hacked the city. Yeah, and somebody did it in Atlanta a couple of years ago. That's terror. That's a terrorist attack. Yeah, that's that's really scary because like a lot of the like po- like political podcasts and political shows that I watch, they are. And a lot of these analysts and these military professionals, they are sure that World War Three is going to be started. The next World War is going to be started with a cyber attack. So for all I know, these are just tests to see, you know, just like, oh, oh, I hacked Baltimore. Oh, oh, I hacked Atlanta. Oh, well, uh, let me try to hack the White House next. That might be end game, you know. So when you hear about. I was just living my life day every day, and I don't live in the city, so it didn't affect me. But I was hearing things throughout the week that are, I'm starting to piece together now. Like I was at work, like last week, and a guy was said, "Yeah, man, I get a city check. He has a city job or something like that." It didn't come. I gotta go down there and raise hell now. And at first, I just was like, "Well, you know, Baltimore City is fucking slow, and you yeah. know, who knows? Probably just lost it in the mail." But like, they maybe they couldn't process his payment. Whatever they were supposed to pay him out because the system was shut down. Mm. You know, like that. They really affected a lot of people, man. Yeah, they affected you. They affected my mom, yeah. and I didn't even know this shit was going on. Yeah, so and then when crazy. it and
2: then when it gets and everything gets situated,
1: now you're behind. Yeah, so it's still gonna take a month to catch so. up. It's gonna be wild. And people need people. I saw a, a news story about a people, a family who was supposed to move into their house on Thursday. Yeah. And it's just like, All that we just can't close. We can't get the paperwork. Nope. Can't lock in our rates or nope. whatever, you know. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty nuts. Nice. Yeah, shit is real. Yeah, that, that was pretty fucking crazy uh, that a person, you know, to think uh, 20 years ago, you know, robbing maybe 20, 20 years ago and beyond. But like robbing a bank, these kinds of things were no oh shit, man. You know, you say, 20, you say 20 years ago. Just instinctively, and then when you think about it, it's more than that. You know what I mean? I yeah. bet I bet that happens to a lot, but to people older than us, where they're like, that was like 20 years ago. But 20 years ago was like 1999, so yeah. no, it, it was like 30 <laughs> years ago, because people still had computers in 1999. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, uh, it's crazy how crime has evolved, because mm. before, it was, you know, have to physically go do something. Yeah. Go rob a bank, go steal something you know, do some kind of Ocean's 11 type of situation. Mm-hmm. Now you can just type some buttons into a thing and, you know, shut something down and then make a phone call or send an email or yeah. whatever and go, "Hey man, send me money here." Yeah. And you're like in a basement. I mean, now you got to have wireless that have
2: like some type of protection on it.
1: Yeah, cuz people hard. can just Cause somebody can walk past
2: you and man, just steal every, all your
1: shit. Everywhere we went when we were in <laughs> Ireland, every commercial, the signs, they were like, "Watch out for those uh fake uh ATM." that people will put a yeah, fake put ATM on top of, on top of, top of the yeah, ATM thing. Uh-huh. And that happens here, but it, it was so, they said it so much there. And then so now when I'm back here, every gas station it? I go to, I, I always yeah I wiggle the box yeah, and in yep. groceries. Every, I'm like, I don't trust anyone. Home Depot, I'm like, nope. this. you might be trying to trick me. <laughs> they, just because it has a Home Depot sticker on the, on the card reader, uh, I don't trust this. I'm going to wiggle it and make yeah. sure everything's okay. Because, I mean, I, I just, I don't want those problems. Nope. I don't want to have to cancel cards and cut them up and somebody get you for $400 and you got to try to call the bank and see if they'll give you the money back or that whatever. That happened to you before though, right? It did, but I had to just eat it. I think somebody, I don't even know a how they did it. grocery store or something? Yeah, somebody went grocery shopping with my money. Yeah. I don't even know how they did it. They just, I i, I don't even know. I don't know <laughs> if I swiped my card at the shoppers and then they, it was, a, it was a fake machine. Did you order food or the phone? Groceries? No. Somebody bought groceries
2: with your money. Right? But I'm saying, did you order food over the phone? Where it's like, here's my card. Number. No, oh no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I've
1: used the apps. Oh, okay. but I mean, if that's if that's how they can get you, I'm fucked because I get DoorDash like all the time. You know, <laughs> so I, I hope that's not how they can get you because I'm fucked then. I call I call well, DoorDash on the red for shit that's close too. I'm like, can, um, uh, Nando's? Can you come bring me? And Nando's is right up the street. Uh, like, can, you, can I get Nando's here? Yeah, it'll be 40 minutes. And then you, it gets here, and it's like kind of hot. Mm. When I could go to Nando's and get a fresh hot, but it's like then I gotta put on pants. Get up. And get on. Yeah, you gotta leave the house. The show, the show I'm watching is like just getting good. Yeah, you know my 600 pound life is in fu- fully enthralled. I'm, 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 I bought in. I don't want to pause it and leave. Right. So I'll just bring me my food. I'll pay the, I'll pay the tip. <laughs> so I hope that's not how they get you. That'd be really fucked up. Yeah. Um but so that's what's been going on in the city this week. Uh that not not the craziest thing to happen in, in cities across America. No. Uh uh we don't I can't we can't give too much of an opinion on this beyond that we think it's fucked up, but uh Alabama this week uh passed the bill into law that you know effectively pretty much just bans abortion no exception mm-hmm. for Uh, uh, rape or incest. It's just you just have to have the kid. Period. And um, I saw a lot of people, people that we know, and I didn't get involved. I didn't get into it. But people were like, there were a lot of dudes on Facebook and Twitter and stuff that were like, "Okay, we get it. Enough of the like everything I see on my timeline is like abortions are that's all right." It's like shut up. But it's all men saying that, and to me, it's like you just don't have the right Mm -hmm. to tell a person what they can and can't do with their body when it's that extreme if a law came out and said no tattoos or whatever let's all get it together and let's talk about that that's fucked up don't tell me what to do with my body but pregnancy is extremely dangerous Mm -hmm. you can die from it it is an incredibly huge responsibility i don't even have a child but i can imagine you have a child you are paying uh more than you would you, would have, you have more expenses than you would have if you didn't have a child. Mm-hmm. So that is a lot of an undertaking to take on and to shame women and say, well, then maybe this will teach them to be more responsible with who they have sex with. That's on a man, too. Yeah. To put all that responsibility on a woman to say, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't sleep around and this will teach them. They shouldn't just get to have a card in their back pocket about taking a life or whatever. And I just think that's so stupid. And what they've done now is they created this term called preborns. Because they, you know, you know, technically they found things about like six weeks in of the fetus has this and it has that. So they're saying like it is it is a life. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're saying you have no right to kill that person. Right. But what was, what I look to when I say that and this is uh, might be a controversial thing to bring into this. But like people commit suicide. Right. Mm -hmm. People. That is something that people do to assume because, first of all, it's, it's idiotic. These babies don't have functioning brains. They don't have cognitive thought. Like, they are just a life form. Mm-hmm. To p- put your own kind of things on that because you were born and you're a person. You're like, that baby, I was, my mom didn't abort me, and now I work at m and Bank. It's like, so what, man? What does that have to do with this woman who is carrying a child, doesn't have the money to support it, is probably going to, you know... Uh, not be able to handle it financially or she was raped or the baby has some kind of birth defect and the the quality of life would be so terrible that the doctor is recommending you not give birth to this child mm. why would you force a person to have to go to term with that child if they're if, if they don't think that they're capable that the quality of life of the child won't be viable or that uh they were raped by a person and they have to like see that person's face you know th- imagine the psychology of that of being forced to have a child that was birth that was procreated through rape mm-hmm. and it looks just like your assailant not every person but some women might resent that child yeah. and not take care of it because they just can't help mental if there's a mental block that i can't love you because you remind me of the most traumatic day of my life. Mm. And to say, well, no, man, I'm, hey, a life is a life and all this kind of stuff. When when those children are born, the the government that's all pro-life and this and all that kind of stuff won't give a fuck about that kid. Mm. It, 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 it could end up dead and shot on the street and they'll say that they shouldn't have been running from the police. They'll end up uh, incarcerated and they'll say that's just the way shit goes. They'll end up uh, sick and need uh, medicine and they'll say, well, you know, we don't really... Medicare has cost this much or whatever... They don't care about life. They just care about this issue. And there's a lot of dark reasons that people should look into before you go around and spouting off that pro-life. And don't claim claim a set if you don't know what you're banging. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So people should really go and do research on the origins of the whole pro-life thing and all that kind of stuff. My whole thing is pro-life, pro-choice. I think it's really stupid. I don't like when stuff becomes gangs and sides because really it's the person's choice that's what should that's what it should be it shouldn't be you shouldn't be pro-choice that doesn't even make sense to me people should have the choice to do what, what they want with their bodies mm. if it, if they're not if they're not uh you know uh hurting you you know what i mean to to turn it into this this kind of i'm pro this and i'm pro that if a person doesn't want to have a child they shouldn't be forced to do that and to for it to become this political issue it's like if you don't believe in abortion cool Don't have an abortion. I feel like that should be the extent of all of this. It's like, if I don't want to have a kid as a man, I should have protected sex, get a vasectomy, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Anything outside of that, I shouldn't be... I can't be anti-child. Yeah. Like, I don't... If I don't want to have a child, there shouldn't just not be children. Like that doesn't make any sense, and I just I just really don't like that they're putting all the onus on women and saying that you know women shouldn't be promiscuous and then they wouldn't be in the situation and da 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 women this and women that and maybe if you do that and it's all these men making these laws and women don't have much of a say and it's it's wrong man it really is it's it's, it's really fucked up and I'm not a person I'm, I don't I wouldn't even say I'm pro life pro choice I don't know I I like kids I think kids are cute but if you don't want to have a kid. Accidents happen. Yeah. You sh- you just oh man I I you know I had sex one night and you know the, the condom had a hole in it so yeah well you just have to you you have to pay a hundred thousand dollars a year for a child you don't want forever or whatever however mm-hmm. much kids cost whatever the thing is if you don't want to have that child you shouldn't have to because the world is overpopulated and we're killing the planet anyway and they want they they want to force people to have kids mm. that's crazy to me man the planet is dying <laughs> <laughs> the planet is dying man if you took a baby fetus right if it had this brain that people these people in these in these aisles and these sides want to say that they have and they have it they they want to be born all this kind of stuff if you go hey man check this out listen because of the year that you're born but in your lifetime the air quality is probably gonna be pretty shit uh, crops are going to be less viable. Um, you know, also, uh, people, everybody's high on drugs cause the prescription industry is getting everybody hooked on, uh, medical drugs and then they become heroin addicts. And also there's people shooting up schools and oh yeah, in a lot of cities, if you're black and Brown, the police have it out for you in a lot of instances. And you know, that's, that can be another way that you can get murdered. If you told them all listed all those things to that kid, they, they might go, I'm gonna stay in here, man. Yeah. It's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. I, you know, we're, I'm, I'm swimming with my fam. I got my squad with me. We're just <laughs> floating around, uh-huh. you know. Uh, I I think that they might not be so uh, amped to jump in that line to be born into this world that's going downhill, right? You know, if we really want to be candid about the world, especially the United States, this shit is turning crazy, man. And in Texas, I don't know if you re- did this research. They were arguing this week in like Texas Senate or Texas Congress however that whatever the local government of Texas about giving women the death penalty for what for getting an abortion I thought that was in Alabama too N- no 99 years for the person the, the the doctor oh they're talking about straight up you will you be uh, eligible for the death penalty if you get an abortion in Texas? it didn't pass because but they were oh. fight, they were fighting about Why? it because it's like you're it's the equivalent of you killing an actual period. I guess that's what they say but then you're killing a person right yeah how is that pro I don't understand that how that's you know what I mean like if you kill a child we'll kill, we kill you. you right what so it's just crazy and again we don't have a woman on the podcast so I don't really feel I can't I don't know what what's you know what 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 it takes to you know get an abortion and how much of a toll that takes on your body mentally physically uh i, I I've never had an abortion I've never felt the uh and that's why that's the biggest reason that I think men just really you know Um, should just shut the fuck up because I understand what a lot of the argument becomes from the men's perspective is like about child support and uh, being trapped and all this kind of stuff but again the onus is not solely on women you choose who you want to stick your penis in and if you choose to have sex with a woman that you have not If you choose to have unprotected sex with a woman that you have not vetted and feel comfortable that if something goes wrong, for lack of a better term, I'm not saying children are wrong, but if something goes sideways and this person becomes pregnant, I'm confident that I can work with this person in a Mm -hmm. partnership, we can raise a child together, and even if we aren't together, we can work together as partners. If you're not confident in any of that stuff and you're just like, yo, but the ass is fat, Mm -hmm. uh, then that's on you. That's you're yeah you had you had sex with a shady person or whatever or they, you didn't know they were shady and now they're coming after you for child support that there are shady men there are shady women to yeah. to umbrella this whole issue into sometimes there there are fucked up women who trap men and get pregnant and then put you on child support is it's, it's, it's crazy to me I look at it as when I see it on Facebook I look at it as
2: the the males going you know. I was talking to this chick, Uh you know, we had sex. Right. But the female was feeling him more than he was feeling her. Sure. And something happens. As and I mean, she gets pregnant, it's like the guy goes, I don't want that. Right. And she's like, Well, I thought we had some you know what I'm saying? Sure. I thought we had something, but he's like, I don't wanna no, I don't have this baby. Sure. And I feel like that's where the argument for me comes in when when you see dudes go off on Facebook about Sure you know, they should have a choice also.
1: But they also had unprotected sex with a woman. That's what I... I, Right, that's what I mean. For sure. Your choice... That was your choice. You know what I mean? Like, you chose to... Uh, listen. I, you know, I, we have a we have a lot of female listeners, probably mm-hmm. predominantly. As two men sitting here, we can be candid and say sometimes, you know, we are both, you know, happily in relationships, engaged, mm-hmm. all the kind of kids and all that kind of stuff. There have been instances in both of our lives where we recognize that a woman was feeling us a little more than we were feeling them, mm-hmm. and we still went ahead and had sex with them anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's not like that was some kind of secret. Like, oh, I didn't know she was like super. But into that's me. when. But that, that's when you're supposed to make the choice of you not. You're supposed, not supposed to have unprotected sex. Absolutely. That's my point. So to say, man, I wasn't even into her like right. that. Duh, 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 duh. Now I got to have a kid because she says she wants to have a kid. Your choice, just like you're saying that women should be less promiscuous. and all this mm-hmm. kind of, It's on a man, too, yeah. to say, I, you know, I want to have sex, but I don't want to have a child. Mm-hmm. So let me wrap it up. Right. and I'm not you know there's we know dudes that man it's just, oh, it was better whatever the, <laughs> it doesn't matter you chose to do that and there's consequences just like they're saying yeah. to women there's consequences man and if you have a, a child if you impregnate a woman that's her choice to do with what she wants to do with that with that with that child and as far as I know I'm not 100% positive but I think it's within every person's right to terminate their rights to their child I, I if I'm not mistaken you can terminate your right. If I'm wrong, please. I, I don't I, I don't like to speak falsely. So if anybody has the facts on this, please let me know. If you want to terminate the rights to your child, I think that you absolutely can do that. And then I don't think that you can be hit up for child support. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Because child support, if I'm not mistaken, comes with I also need to see my child. You don't just get child support and there's no visitation set up and this kind of stuff. So what do you, do you mean co- if a guy says I don't want to if be? If a guy goes, I don't want to be the dad anymore. I give up. Here's if you had it if it was a little bag like a little crown royal uh-huh. bag and your rights were in it uh-huh. It was like here's my rights to being a dad I I renounce them that can't be true I think that you can do that no, you no, can no. terminate your your rights as a parent can be terminated
2: that's fucked up yeah I get that but I don't get you being like nah I'm cleaning my hands of this I'm, I do I think you can terminate no. your rights nah I think that's when child Booker comes like nah nah nigga
1: <laughs> <laughs> no you don't no that ain't gonna happen. My whole, my but my <laughs> my but my point is men if i'm not cuz i could be wrong this could uh-huh. all be fake i'm just saying i think that that is a choice mm. if you don't want to be a parent you do have the option of not being a you can choose to just be you can a choose, dad you can choose not to be, not a be a parent
2: you can choose to not be a parent but you can but you can't choose if you know if you if, to get an abortion
1: yes that's i think and that's that's the fucked up part to me is because men really have no responsibility they don't endure the pregnancy it they don't birth the child right. and i would i would wager barring you know mental health issues drug issues anything like that i would bet it's a lot harder for a woman to cut ties with a child than it is for a man yeah. you know what i mean got a human being in you yeah you, it was a part of you right. you know what i mean for 9 months you carried it and all this kind of stuff a dude can really go i never seen it i never really connected that bond so out of sight out of mind yeah i don't think women can do that so it's so detached that for men to be speaking so matter of fact about this issue, it really, it, it pisses me off because it's like, we just don't have the right. No matter if you want to talk about support, that's a whole different conversation. What we're talking about is a woman being able to not have a child. If she doesn't want to go through that, mm. she doesn't want to put her body through that. She doesn't want to, you know, it, her health issues that it might not be the best it's, uh, decision for her. It could terminate. She could kill herself giving birth. That has nothing to do with a man. Yeah. So for men to be making those laws is not okay. But um, that's all I have to say on that subject. Uh, that really divulged into a a, a thing. But I, I that really uh, you know, the arrogance that I saw on on Fox News shows and on people's Twitter takes of, you know, just insanity, man. It, it really it really made me go, wow, man. There's a lot of just ignorance in the world man and 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 and, and it, it i didn't it didn't sit well with me but uh we're gonna get out of that and what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to turn this ship around we're gonna get into these good vibes good good,
0: good, good, good
1: Yes, that's right. Welcome to another Good Vibe segment. The sunshine before the rain that is the fucked up shit of affirmative murder. Fran, would you like to tell your your uh, Good Vibe story first or would you like me to go? Oh, uh, You can go first. Okay, cool. My Good Vibe story this week, um, I'm going to try to speak as <coughs> politically correct as I can. But there are some stu- there's some stuff in this story where I go, well then, you know, sometimes, you know, a little bit of motivation from people being mean to you can be a good thing sometimes and you'll understand what that means in a second so my good vibe story is a story about a young man who after uh after making a resolution to make a change he lost 115 pounds by walking to school every day so uh this young man's journey uh towards a healthier lifestyle is a prime example of how anyone can make a change if they set their mind to it When Michael Watson was in his sophomore year at McKinley High School in Canton, Ohio, he was bullied for being overweight. The teen stood six foot four inches and he weighed 335 pounds, which let me say off the rip. If I was that person with my mindset, I would have got a D2 scholarship. Yeah, a thousand percent. You know what I mean? Like That that doesn't sound super fat, though. Like he's no, I mean proportionally, he's a giant. I yeah. mean, I, I don't even understand how you're getting bullied. A, not, not like that. You sh- should beat people up, but I mean, you should. People should be like in awe of you. Like, oh my god, like you are huge. I would respect that. Yeah. I wanted that person to be like my friend, like my protector. Six four, three hundred and something pounds. Right. That is. I mean, there are people making millions of dollars for being that size. Yeah, in the NFL. But you know, he was getting bullied and. It's, it's all about how you direct that energy, you know, because if a if a if a coach at that school would have, you know, stepped to him the right way and been like, look, man, you know, you could become very wealthy because of the talents that God blessed you with. We just need to direct that energy. Keep eating all the stuff you're eating. Stay the same. Look at Vince Wilfork. Mm-hmm. Vince Wilfork is a machine. Yeah. He also weighs like four hundred and twenty pounds. He also super strong. Though. He's all and fast. So <laughs> as you can be big and quote unquote fat and be a machine. It, yeah, but not if it's like a flubbery. No. Well, if yeah, well, he's, he's like built like shit. a refrigerator. Yeah, it, it looks big, yeah. but it's it's it's
2: all muscle. Yeah. He's like an ox. And it's and it's and it's compact too. It's like he's yeah. all in you know, he's just big and it's just yeah. fat overlaid over the top of that For muscle. Sure, but I,
1: I just mean that the quote unquote ideal beach body is like a lie. Oh, you can yeah. you can you can be a thick person and be super healthy. Yeah. I don't think that was the case. With Michael, I no. think he was like a, just an overweight big guy, mm. but it can be turned into. You, you don't have to like. He lost 115 pounds, and that's great. But I'm just mean you could you could drop 30 pounds and be a, and be like a, a machine still. Yeah. 115 pounds is drastic. That means he wanted to be skinny. Yeah, I he mean didn't he didn't want to be a six four. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's what I mean. If I'm 6'4", i yeah. I'm not losing 115 pounds. I'm losing 35 pounds. And just cutting and getting strong as Hit hell, and I'm getting on a team to do something. Yeah. I'm gonna play basketball. I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play something. <laughs> I, I, I mean, God, I, I sit back every day. I'm like, hey, I'm five eight, man. Yeah. I got a solid frame. You know, like if this was if you took me and stretched me out a bit, and and I knew that. The, you know how the NBA is going and all this kind of yeah. stuff I would have dedicated to at least got a free scholarship and get a degree or yeah. something you know I didn't want a degree but if I could just get one for free I would probably want I it. Took it you know for, for sure, sure. Yeah. so but I'm 5'8". So that wasn't in my cards, nope. you know. I wasn't blessed with six four, six four. That's just like, mm, that's that's just yes, tasty. Oh six God, four. six four? That's perfect. That's not freakish. <laughs> that's not freakishly tall, but it's tall enough to go like, damn, man, you're pretty tall. Yeah. Let pick him up. Like anywhere, anywhere you go, you're any kind of in shape, you're getting picked up first on any team you go. Yeah. Six. When you get to like six six, six seven, and you're not doing anything, it's like, whoa, uh, you're kind of freakish. Yeah. That's that's too tall. If you're not using it.
0: But six four is like,
1: per- yeah, gangly. <laughs> and you just like work at uh, the Apple store. Yeah. So it's a little weird. Yeah. But six four is like perfect. That's like, oh, God, I wish. Oh, I wish. And Sierras 54 so I I know we it's not in the cards for whatever spawn we produce you know to, to, to you know best I can hope for is uh, Muggsy mugggybugs or but web type you should, the kid can just be really good at basketball but always be limited by height <laughs> anyway back to Michael uh he is 64 335 getting bullied mercilessly in school and after realizing that he had had enough Michael resolved to make a change as a means of getting healthier Michael started walking the twenty-minute distance to in, to and from his school every day, rain or shine. Even to school. If, to school. Fuck that. I mean, twenty-minute walk. That's, I mean, that's not terrible. It's it's not fun. You definitely at, at a, he had a choice, age. He had a choice of catching a bus and walking. Yeah, he chose to do this to lose weight. Uh, all right, well, that's different. All right, you know. Yeah, it was his cho- Yeah, he uh. chose to do this. Now, you know, speaking from experience, you know, you're fourteen, fifteen years old. I wouldn't recommend you getting physically. Uh, exerted before school because you're going to sweat and you're going to get musty and and also you know that's uh stereotype about white people in rain you know what they stink they smell like dogs yeah is the is the rumor but i think that's more of a didn't try to throw axe on top of it yeah and it's just musty comp so i think that is something you can face with this combination of sweat rain and axe body spray Mm. chocolate you know uh Th- yeah, that was that was my signature fragrance. Um, was it really? Was chocolate on chocolate? So it was just. <laughs> it was some, <laughs> right? at, the, at the time I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was a flex. Yeah. I thought it was a flex at the time. Looking back, Axe body spray smells like rubbing alcohol. All yeah. of them. All of them. Yes. Do. To to pick a to have a scent of yes. Axe effect is the most redundant thing. All of it just smells like alcohol. Yeah. Why do you have a can of that? Is yeah. Dramatic? I was like, oh no, I use I use Fierce. Oh no, I'm more of a Blaze guy. It, it all it all smells like a medicine cabinet. It
2: all what, stinks. Didn't we, oh, we get a drink. Did we have a couple? About this, and it was like you found out that you're supposed to spray an X yeah. That's what it says <laughs> on the directions
1: on the back. I do, but but every guy, you know, when axe was a thing, I don't know if it's still a thing, every guy would just go, Yeah, <laughs> after gym class, you know, like you just been PE P. in school. And showers not it's being disgusting. mandatory is the dumbest thing ever. If you yeah. have a second period gym, you go and play five games of basketball, yeah. you sweat it through your deodorant, or you didn't put deodorant on that day because you're 13, yeah. and so you already didn't have deodorant on now you smell like a bag of onions, and then you take a Axe body spray, and you don't go, you go, your hair, your back. Have a, pass it to a buddy hey Gavin, can you get my back for me and then that combines with the onions and yeah. the, and all of that and then it dries I never, as you, I never used it oh god oh I used it no, I used it I never used it I'm just <laughs> look man at the time it was the shit you know now it did not It did trick us into being like oh look you spray it and the girls go crazy yeah. Which, I, you had a kettle bod too my no mom. that's just before my time I didn't have bod man fragrance spray okay <laughs> I want your bod. I didn't have that. I had Axe body spray at chocolate, and I also had the. That wasn't around the same time. Fire what? Bod that would not No man, that was pre. What? Bod was? superseded us, man. Bod was like early two thousands. <laughs> I remember the commercials. Yeah, every time. I was like seven. I wasn't oh. putting on body spray. You know. Then then a <laughs> few years later, come through Axe hit the scene. That was our bod. Shout out to, there's some, we got some older dudes listening, Terrible you know, a, little, a decade ahead of us. They remember Bod. Yeah. They probably remember Axe, too. But, you know, but anyway, <laughs> back to Michael. I don't know what's happening. Uh, so, Michael, he decided to, you know, walk to school, to and from school every day, rain or shine, even if it was pouring rain outside, and this young man refused to hitch a ride. Hmm because sometimes people see you walking and they that's what I don't like cuz I remember I, one time a couple of years ago I decided I was going to walk to work like I was cuz I had to go through security entrance so I decided I was going to park my car outside mm-hmm. of the security gate and then walk to work yeah. but then while you're walking to work everybody hey man you need a ride like, no I'm doing a thing man yeah I got my music on I'm trying to be <laughs> rocky and you you think I'm I'm this is a struggle for me yeah. say like, no I chose <laughs> this I chose this so I'm, I understand the struggle of Michael trying to, you know, he's jogging, like and he's bam, bam, beam. Somebody stop, and you see, like out of your peripheral, car like slowly going alongside you. Like, yeah. do you need a ride? No, 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 I'm doing a thing. They probably think you got too much pride. Yeah, like come on, it's I got room. No, no, really, I'm I'm doing a thing. I'm I'm I want to do this. Okay. They don't believe you. They still drive off and like, well, he must just think I want money or something. Yeah. It's like no, I'm doing a thing, man. Anyway. So, he refused to hitch a ride. Additionally, Michael made a point to eat healthier, which he says was difficult since he worked at a fast food restaurant after school. Mickey and these? they didn't say. Oh. Probably for, you know, they didn't want to, you know, give publicity out to a free restaurant. Oh, you know? yeah.
2: You're getting a free promo over here. Yeah. No, no,
1: no. So, a fast food restaurant. Mm. Um, but also because he was in high school and most high schools have shit food. So, yeah. it was all, it's hard all which ways When I think back and think of the food that I ate for lunch, and you probably did too, mm-hmm it was bomb you know at the time it was delicious yeah. but like you shouldn't be eating a chicken patty <laughs> with uh, red hot Uts potato <laughs> chips sprinkled on top of that and then you dip that into ketchup and mayonnaise you're eating like a barbarian man it's delicious. mozzarella sticks that are like like cardboard and you don't even know if it's red, real bread those was good though They but like but were they though <laughs> yes like would you eat them at right now as a 27 year old the mozzarella adult? sticks yes that's sad there they
2: they was were some things <laughs> that's, that's really had,
1: sad tomato sauce
2: that Wasn't tomato sauce, man. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it
1: was, but to call that, I'm sure they didn't use fresh tomato. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't tomato sauce. Don't call it. That. It was good then. <laughs> it was good it was then. Tomato, yeah. It was tomato sauce. It was the, it was the trickeries, man. It was the trickeries. The, the McGangbang was good once upon a time as well, man. We got to yeah, grow. Up. I didn't eat
2: that, so I don't know anything about no damn McGangbangs. You never ate a McGangbang? <laughs> you ate a Bang. McChicken and a cheeseburger? You never. That ate a is game. disgusting. You never ate a McGangbang? <laughs> never, ever. If, we're gonna, That's disgusting. If, if, if you're gonna be if
1: you're gonna be deceptive to the efferminator I'm just gonna move on man I didn't know that, that was the kind of shit we were on today with lying you never took a make chicken make, make, make double smash you know what I mean combine no. those combine forces like the Avengers no. and then just devour that you shouldn't be alive if you eat, you eat that
2: That's disgusting.
1: Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it's been a little over two years since Michael started walking to school and eating healthy, and he is almost totally unrecognizable. Mm. Michael is now 18 years old, 115 pounds lighter, Mm. and brimming with confidence. Michael's high school counselors and administrators are so proud of the youngster's transformation. They launched a senior spotlight segment on their Facebook page in order to highlight the achievements of their student, which I think is great. It could be, it could be a little bad at, you know, being like, this guy was so fat and now look, he's not fat anymore, but he did do something great. He, he, he made a healthy life change. And I think that that should be celebrated. 115 pounds is a lot. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm, I'm such a modest person that I, and self conscious person that I wouldn't wanna. It's like I knew. It's like I thought something was wrong with me, so I made a change. And but for other people to point it out would make me feel bad. To be like something was wrong with you, and now something's not wrong with you. But at at his
2: age, I think that's cool for the attention. Sure, but not now. I just I, for me, I wouldn't.
1: You would I don't want, want. I don't want. Yeah, like I just I did this for me. Yeah. I didn't do this for <laughs> the likes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do this for the hearts on the Instagram. But anyway, uh. <clears throat> uh, Michael's high school counselors and. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Uh, they said that it's an example of of courageous personal development that's rare for a high school student. School graduation coach Terrence Jones told uh, CNN that Mike's decision to live a healthier lifestyle and to stay consistent with it will always stay with me. So he really affected a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, as for Michael, he is preparing to graduate next month and pursue his dreams of being an actor. Look at the confidence. Mm. Look at the look at how that little life change will take your confidence from 2 to 11. Yeah. So fast. He went from, who knows what his confidence level was. Maybe he was going to be an actor anyway, but now he's like, I'm going to pursue that. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, so confidence through the roof, man. Uh, so he's going to pursue a, a career in acting. He also hopes that his story will inspire other people to take control of their own lives. He said, every day is a new day. Anybody can do it if they put their mind to it. And the little thing that I said at the beginning was just about...
2: Ain't nothing to it but to do
1: it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it for sure. Now, I'm not a fan of bullying, right? And I think that if you are happy being big, be the big person and the big fabulous person you want to be. But if you're unhappy being big and you don't like the negative attention that you're getting from being big you can change that mm. you don't have to just wallow and be like well I'm just I just am sad and I eat my feelings all this kind of stuff if you have an issue with overeating maybe go see a therapist and take and then take also take the initiative to you know make some lifestyle changes don't be don't go on keto don't do the Atkins diet because diets are stupid they don't work and they imply that once you get to a certain goal you can just go back to doing what you were doing you need to make a lifestyle change and you'd be amazed at the results. And it's not even about hitting a certain number. It's just, you feel great when you feel great. Yeah. It's it's as simple as that. I can't put it any simpler than that. You feel great when you feel great. Right now, I'm like 19 pounds overweight because of my injury, I haven't been able to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I don't feel as great as I did 19 pounds ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna make some lifestyle changes to get down that 19 pounds and get back to feeling just a little more energetic, a little more better in my in my clothes. And yeah. I'm not doing I'm not doing that for anybody but me. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the key. Don't do it for anybody else but yourself. But sometimes a person, that little one little, oh wow, that guy's eating uh, three burgers. Mm-hmm. That might be the kick in the pants. Use yeah. it use it as motivation. Don't let it don't let it shrink you. Let it build you. Yeah. Where you go, well damn, I don't I want people to go damn that guy looks great Uh you know not look at me and like be shocked because i'm eating too much food or whatever the case is eat what you want but i'm just saying you can turn that negative attention into positive attention right that easily Uh if you don't want any attention i understand that too i think that's the big argument for a lot of people who are just trying to live their life and have a slow metabolism or whatever the situation is Uh like i don't want to be a buff person i just don't want any attention right and i I get that but you know just live a healthy life is what i encourage people to do just live i'm not telling anybody to lose weight i'm not telling anybody to do anything like that i'm just saying you know you shouldn't be eating mcdonald's three times a day i'm not this isn't to anybody specifically Mm -hmm. but i just i watched my 600 pound life religiously it's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite shows and there are people out there that eat 12,000 calories a day do you know how much food that is that's so much food. But it happens in this country every day because you can go wake up and go to McDonald's and get breakfast. Yeah. You can go to KFC and get lunch. You can turn right back around and go to McDonald's for dinner. You can eat McDonald's. You can get fast food three times a day every day and not spend any more than $20 a day. And and people go, that's cheaper than getting groceries. But, like, no, it's not when you're killing yourself <laughs> and when you add the bill up per month of how much money you're spending on fast food. Yeah. Anyway, Fran, what are your good vibes? Oh, man, I was... uh. So they listening to you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really got on. I really got on a tear. But when I talk about my six hundred pound life, or even start to think about it, I can get on a bit of a roll. Yeah. So my
2: good vibe this week is um, hundreds of homeless people across Los Angeles have access to clean laundry, thanks to a new initiative that is celebrating the power of fr- the power of a fresh start. Oh, I see what they did there. That's a bar. Is it really?
1: Yeah, because fresh like laundry's fresh. Yeah, they get a fresh it's start. Cause their clothes are dirty. Cause their clothes are dirty, but now the clothes are fresh, and they get a fresh start, like metaphorically. Okay. With the fresh clothes. I like That's a it. Bar.
2: The Laundry Truck LA, a free mobile laundering service for individuals who experience homelessness, received a thirty thousand dollar grant oh. along with cleaning products from from Clorox. The nonprofit was created in twenty seventeen by Dolan Clothing founder, by Dolan Clothing founder Jody Dolan. But only operated for six hours every Thursday at
1: Huntington Park.
2: That was probably flooded with people then. Is that like a high? Almost you
1: mean? Well, I don't not just mean oh. if it was once a week for six hours. I mean people people trying to hurry up and get their clothes clean. Yeah, I'm assuming oh, you're yeah, about to say, say yeah, Now the she windows, can do it more. Yeah.
2: Um, now with the help of the grant money, the laundry truck has launched Saturday wash day services in in last month. The truck is outfitted with multiple washers nice. and dryers, dryer sets, and will eventually be parked at various locations three to five days per week. That's beautiful. With the with the capacity to wash and dry more than five thousand five thousand loads of clothing annually. Oh wow! And as you see in the heartwarming video, they do have a video. Volunteers uh, will actually wash the clothes for you. Wow, that's that's really that's clean. So I guess you like gotta come back.
1: Yeah, it's, I, the idea of like a a person who's you know homeless or whatever. Being uh like uh no this where's my FUBU jersey you know because they <laughs> they probably do people's loads yeah together maybe I don't know how the, I don't know how the system works but like somebody being like oh sorry we lost your uh uh um, Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl championship I shirt I, you know, I don't think they probably do that you think if they mix they probably, wash people's loads yeah, individually yeah. it probably caused less confusion that's very true yeah. my bad <laughs>
2: uh, Clorox issued the grant as part of the as part of their what comes next campaign mm. which supports individuals and organizations that are giving back to their communities through the power of clean cleanliness the company has provided a combination of grant funding product donations and volunteers for 10 grassroots for 10 grassroots organizations including two run by teenagers oh wow so a high school freshman from Florida started the laundry pro- project um to bring well being and self esteem to low income folks in Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, okay. Cutter Hudson was Cutter Hudson has washed three thousand dollars worth of laundry to date and with a fifteen thousand dollar grant will be blessing even more people. Seventeen thousand dollars went to an eighth grade J R J- Griffin, who launched Community Laundry Days after seeing her classmates come to school in dirty clothes mm. in Riverdale, Illinois.
1: Also, shout out to pr- Principal Akbar Cook, who uh, uh, was pioneering these kind of talks. Mm-hmm. From you know, from what I you know, it's like you you know people don't kids might not go to school because they don't want to get picked on because their clothes are dirty. Mm-hmm. But he was the first person I heard you know speak about that on a national platform and do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I I love to see that kind of uh, snowball effect and then yeah. roll into people saying yeah man well not just kids adults i mean if people have clean clothes they might feel more confident going out to get a job they don't have to feel like they're not a part of society because a lot of times people we've discussed this before like uh the time i gave a dude a homeless dude a dollar or it was like five dollars not to brag humble brag it was like five dollars and he just put his hand out and uh, shook it and he was so appreciative that i would touch him Mm -hmm. you know and that's like He's a person, you know, these these people are humans as well. And like they might, because of their outward appearance, they might feel like people are ch- trying to outcast them mm. because they're like, quote unquote, dirty or whatever. This is an opportunity to give, instill these people confidence and could really make a difference in their life. So I think that's really beautiful. There's those, it's those little things you don't know that could really change a whole person, a person's whole perspective, man. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. I think that's dope as hell. Was that, is there anything else? Or? No, that was it that's a beautiful story man shout out to uh dolan dolan the dolan clothing and the lady who did yeah. that and mm-hmm. i think that's clothed trucks i hope i hope i hope to see something like that here um there's a lot of fish to fry here in baltimore but um i i welcome anything that will you know better society i uh, would love to be part of something like that but it's a lot of shit to deal with here, you know. Yeah. Besides trucks, the clean clothes. Um. Anyways, uh, what I want to do is, um, what I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna take a quick break, and what I'm gonna leave everybody with is this week. DJ Khaled's new album came out. You know, if people don't know who DJ Khaled is. He is, he's the best. Uh, he is self-proclaimed he's the best um uh he you might know him from you know uh we fran been on a tear this year and he, he, we've heard all you all we do is win a lot this year so in the frazzle, franz so but he has a new album released and uh he put out miss nipsey hustle's last music video for a song called higher featuring john legend um all the proceeds to this song when you stream it when you watch the video they go to his children and besides the fact that it's just a slapper, it's just a great song. Uh, I think that's a really great cause. I don't. One thing that I loved is that Nipsey Hussle's team put out a um, a statement when he died and said, because everybody was you know trying to do like GoFundMe's and mm-hmm. shit like that, and he they were they put out a release saying, "Look, man, we don't need your money. Like Nipsey Hussle made sure his kids were good for the rest of their lives. Yeah. If you want to buy a, a you know a the, a, the marathon T shirt or whatever, cool. Support his business, but mm-hmm. they don't just need charity. Like they're good." This is another instance where you can support his business. His business was music, uh, among other things, and the, all the proceeds—if I'm not mistaken, I, he, DJ Khaled put out a press release—100 percent of the proceeds from this song specifically, higher the music video streams, the the iTunes streams, whatever, mm-hmm. they all they go to his family. So I recommend anybody. I'm going to play it right now, but I recommend anybody that if you like the song, if you don't like the song, you know, mute your phone and just play it. Just just you know, just play it. You know, consider it, you know. Uh, Uh, Patronizing Nipsey Hustle's business, you know. So, uh, this is Hire by John Legend and Nipsey Hustle and DJ Khaled. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. So, stick around. Uh DJ Khaled!
2: She had my uncle in there, I missed back to back every year for like 10 Pregnant with my moms, doctor told her it was slim Was been for 9 months but gave birth in the end Pops turned 60, he probably done In one generation he came from Africa young he said he met my moms at the Century Club Los Angeles love, kinda like hustle and book Money turned 10, cross turned 2 starting to see this life shift from a bird's view we the ones that make millions off the curve, fool in this rap shit tent, never made normal.
0: Hey,
1: Whoa. you keep taking me higher and higher. Yeah, But Don't you know that the devil, devil is a liar? I know. Right there. I'd rather see me down, put my
0: soul in the fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we are back, friend. If you wouldn't mind, please. The floor is yours. <laughs> take two. Yeah, take. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend of murder this week is James
2: Dale Ritchie. Um, so we will be taking a trip to Alaska. Oh, this week. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. So, um, James Dale Ritchie, um, had a couple nicknames: the Midnight Sun Killer, Ooh, the S- Anchorage O N
1: or S U N, S U N. Okay. Midnight Sun, yeah, oh, that's
2: poetic. Killer, um, Anchorage serial killer, and he had other nickname, another nickname that his friends call him was Tiny. Oh, uh, so the Anchorage serial killer was an American serial killer, obviously, because if he wasn't, we wouldn't be doing him. Throughout, well, that's not true. Through what
1: we've done? Serial killers that aren't American. You meant the serial killer part. Serial killer. Part oh, okay, okay. okay, yeah.
2: Cool. Cool. Um, throughout 2016, um, Richie murdered upwards of five individuals in and around Anchorage, Alaska, most of whom were in parks or along along bike paths. Um, he always committed his murders at night, often around midnight or a short time after that. Midnight Sun. Oh. Yeah. So James Dale Richie was born November 4, 1976. He grew up in Anchorage Wonder Park neighborhood and attended East Anchorage High School. Where he was standing six foot three. I don't know why they Ooh. call him tiny. It's ironic.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. I yeah, but it's like Biggie Smalls. He was big, but he was also he was he he was Biggie. That's a bad example. Yeah, go, uh, go terrible ahead. example. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was waiting for you to. He, he was big, break but he down. was he was big, but he was small. He he was big, but his head was small. So that's why they call him Biggie Smalls. Really? Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> if you say so.
2: Uh, so he was noted as being a standout athlete and having played on the 1994 state championship football and basketball team Again, man, alongside um, future future professional athletes, Trajan Longden and Mayo Tosi. I don't know who those
1: players you lost are. Me. You lost me. Um, so
2: Richie was a close friend of Quincy and Bobby Thompson, whose family hosted him throughout often throughout his teenage years. So Richie scored at twelve hundred on his on his SAT mm. and was recruited to uh, West Virginia University. Yeah, rage. Um, yeah, so he was recruited by West Virginia University's football team. You know, mm. which I don't know, but back in that time, was it a uh, you know a popular for, for football? football team? They because uh, they are now. I know they are kind of popular. They've probably now. always been in the mix. Yeah, okay. You know, they probably uh, they probably always been in the mix okay. a little bit. Yeah, so he was recruited by their football team in nineteen ninety four. One day following the death of Quincy. Um, he subsequently fell out of contact with the Thompson family. So I'm guessing those two were his close friends. Yeah. You um, said it was Quincy and Bobby. Quincy and Bobby, yeah. yeah. So after a semester at W V U, Richie dropped out and returned to Alaska. Wow. So I would assume that, you know, the really death of gave him a dream, yeah. Yeah, yeah just, wow. Crushed him. Yeah, really. And um so he returned to Alaska and became involved in drug dealing and dog fighting in
1: nineteen ninety five. Jeez. Yep. Drastic change. Yep.
2: By 1998, Richie had adopted the street
1: name Tiny, so that was his street name. Mm, and it's a, it's ironic because he's yeah. so big. He's so big, yeah. Yeah. So like was- almost like how uh, uh, Big Sean, mm-hmm. he is not big, right? But they call him Big Sean. Mm-hmm. So it's ironic. Okay. Better example than the yeah. Biggie Smalls one. Like Big Show, because he. Oh, he is big. No, that's a bad example. That's a yeah. bad example.
2: That's, bad, that's, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just f- pretty literal. He's literally <laughs> yeah, the he's b- He is <laughs> big. Uh, over the following seven years, Richie was arrested a number of times, predominantly for drug related offenses. He was arrested for the last time in Alaska in 2005 when he was apprehended while committing a home invasion with plastic handcuffs mm-hmm. and two handguns in his possession. Oh, wow. Plastic handcuffs. I don't think I've ever seen plastic handcuffs. I mean, I did when I was six. Really? They, you played plastic?
1: Robert, you got a little shoot dart. Shoot a little shoot dart pistol and some plastic handcuffs. Oh, okay, handcuffs. the little orange ones. Right, I got yeah, you oh, know, Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking key. of the metal ones. They're the ones that had the key. Now, plastic ones that are legit, I've never seen those. <laughs> I've seen zip ties. Yeah, but yeah mean, that's what I think he, of, too. Yeah,
2: plastic handcuffs. Those must be the cheap ones. Yeah. But he did have two handguns. Um, yeah. He had two handguns in his possession.
1: It's like Aaron fucking Hernandez. Yeah.
2: So after serving two years in custody, he resided in Alaska, during which time he acquired a Colt Python handgun.
1: Cool, I'm sure that's a big deal or something. I yeah. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, it is a big deal.
2: I don't know, really, but in the story, it's a big deal. Okay. In <laughs> um, 2013, Richie lent his handgun over to an acquaintance and moved to Broadway, Virginia, where his parents had been living at the time. Save for a pair of moving violations... Richie had no court appearances and was observed by the police as being a law-abiding citizen in Virginia. In Virginia, okay, fresh Follow- start, yeah, fresh start, yeah. So, following a breakup with his girlfriend, Richie returned to Alaska in March 2016. Oh, see, that's where all the trouble is, is In Alaska, yep. You should be trying to avoid that place. Yep. So he, what did he do? He reacquired his Colt p- p- Python. Hey, man, I'm back. <laughs> T- tiny's back. Yep. I need that thing back. Yep. I need my hammer. Yeah, so he reacquired that from his acquaintance and moved to Airport Heights, where he stayed before moving to Penland Parkway Trailer Park in Anchorage. So Richie sought mental health treatment, though the Anchorage Police Department could not ascertain if he had received a diagnosis. Yeah.
1: Alaska, I don't know much about Alaska other than uh, the show Alaskan Bush People. And if, from based on all of my knowledge from that, those people don't fuck around. They kill bears, they eat off the land, and uh, it's daytime all day sometimes at some points in the year. So uh, if he's a badass in Alaska, he's like uh, Jason Momoa or something. You know, like to be badass there, it's a different type of badass because mm. it's like you're in the wild basically. Because it's so, it's so vast and big and mostly nature. Yeah. So you like you might pull the hammer out, but you might have to pull the hammer out on a Grizzly hmm. or a Kodiak. I mean, a Kodiak do people
2: are, are dressing in regular clothes? You
1: know, I just think Alaska. I think people are walking around. I imagine, lump, uh, regular, I, I imagine it's very, they're regular. I imagine a lot of flannel. I imagine okay. a lot of, almost like a lumberjack. Like and flannel the vest? And suspenders. Yes. Yeah, yeah, with the vest, yeah. beards. Okay. Women too. Okay. Uh, with beards, uh, flannel tucked into denim jeans, mm-hmm. p- cuffed. cuffed cuffed at the bottom with of pants boots. with boots. Yep. The, okay. the, that's the, how my stereotypical Alaskan person mm-hmm. is flannel, women, mostly, with the vest over mm. the flannel, Yeah. boots, Yep. and then uh, the cuffs at the bottom okay. of the pants. That's a pretty nice outfit. Yeah, very sporty. You see it yeah. in the L.L. Bean fall catalog, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd cop. I'd yeah. cop that outfit. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, Richie committed his first two confirmed murders during the early morning hours of July 3rd, 2016. I mean, he wasn't Really that long ago. Yeah. Um, when he shot 20-year-old Brianna Foisy and 41-year-old Jason Netter Sr. Oh, wow. The two bodies were discovered along... I'm sorry. The two bodies were discovered together along um, a bike path near Ship Creek by a bicyclist
1: um, at 7.45 a.m. Just shot some people mind Super early. Yeah. Morning workout. Yeah. You're not expecting Tiny to come out of the woods. Yeah.
2: So Netter was... Noted for having extensive run-ins with the law, often regarding his drug-related activity, as well as child support issues. Mm. He had it all. Stu had it all. Um, with his what do two, you mean I mean he
1: got all he's got damn problems oh he, he had all like, the f-
2: bad stuff all the
1: bad stuff but <laughs> he had it all It was like like his life's great no, like, no 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 no. this dude had it all no, I was like I mean, what do like, you he mean was going was through like, all kinds <laughs>
2: of shit he had you know child burglary support, uh, guns this dude's
1: <laughs> life is awesome
2: he got friends that hold him down while he's gone <laughs> yeah, that's great man
1: let somebody hold your blecky you come back they give it back to you man this guy's life it's ta-
2: goals <laughs> uh, so yeah as well as child support issues with his two girls well I'm sorry with his two daughters Mm. One of one of whom changed her name. Oh,
1: that's when they're done with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't even want. Couldn't even imagine anything, huh? done with you. Yeah, that like I could like that's that's a pretty big blow. I would imagine to a parent like being like, I don't fuck you so hard. I don't want to even have your name anymore. Yeah, well, I did that to yourself.
2: But, hey, uh, facts. Yep. So Foxy, who was one of the victims, mm-hmm. was homeless and had fallen into substance abuse, substance abuse as well denying intervention intervention I'm sorry offered by her adoptive mother Marcella Foizie the nature of Foizie and Netter's relationship if any was not determined or disclosed
1: he was probably her dealer if i was making a guess probably
2: um so on July 5th the murders were ruled a double homicide by the APD after reviewing hours of surveillance footage the APD released images of two identified two unidentified men who were persons of interest for the investigation. They got uh, a sketch of this um uh, of this dude and he has like long hairs, all like long. You yeah. know the sketch oh. is just black and white, but it's yeah. just, like long, like like Thor or some shit.
1: Yeah. Alaskan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh so it, the third recorded murder committed by Richie took place twenty twenty six days later, on July 29th, shortly after three AM. I mean, this dude is
1: up early. Yeah, man. But the thing is, sometimes it's 3 a.m. in Alaska. Don't quote me on this. It's a fact-free zone. Sometimes it's 3 a.m. in Alaska, and it's broad daylight outside. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, listen, I'm going to get scientifical, but not scientific because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but based on where they are geographically, okay. Right, right? Okay, geographically, right? The way that the sun spins on its axis, mm-hmm. when it hits Alaska, it'll just stay right there. And it won't spin anymore on its axis geographically. Mm-hmm. So geographically, they will experience twenty-four hours sunlight for an uh, insurmounting amount of time. Twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours. So I mean, do they
2: have like black curtains on their windows? Yeah, exactly, for oh, sure. No, okay. no
1: doubt. They got you know because sometimes they got to get to sleep and it's eight at night because geographically it is. Because geographically, sun the sun is just the sun is, is, is immobilized right. by the gravitational pull of Alaska. Okay. Uh, uh, Genomes. Okay. word So 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 when it's in its axis of Alaska, mm-hmm. the sun just won't move. Mm. It just don't go like that sometimes. But they have light, uh, the dark curtains and all that kind of stuff because mm. sometimes it's eight at night, but it's not night. Mm. You feel me? Like yeah. The point. So I mean, head, they got to sleep points. With, points sleep mask on. Yeah. Sleep sleep sun. mask. All kind of they got all kind of situations like that to 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 circumvent that the, the, the there's no nighttime. Mm. You know. That's just a lot. So sometimes it's, it says 3 a.m. on there, but it could be looking like, you know, 3 p.m. So they paint the ceilings black and put white dots of stars. Yeah, to trick the brain. Yeah. That's also scientific. That's facts. Mm. Ask any Alaskan person. They got a a, a a space ceiling to make it look like it's nighttime. Yeah. So that's just facts. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's for sure. We just schooled everybody. Just, just I mean, look, man, right. get your pen and pad. When you come here, you get, you get nothing but the pure yep. knowledge. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so um, <laughs> so his third recorded murder committed by Richie took place 20, 26 days later on July 29th, shortly after 3 a.m. Richie shot twenty twenty one 21-year-old, now, when I was reading this, they messed up this guy's name.
1: It they says, messed up his name.
2: 21-year-old Tra- Travion Kendall. They had it as one Did name. Did they mess it up? They had it as one name. I was like, I was like, what? Oh, with no space? No, I Tra- was like, Travion Kendall? Yeah, I was like... That ain't right. So I Googled
1: it and it it popped up. I was like, There's no way that's. I mean, that's not like the craziest name I've ever heard. (laughs) No, that is the craziest name I've ever heard. (laughs) If his name was Travion Kendall? (laughs) That's how I read it, too. Travion Kendall. Yeah, I I was like, I mean, mean, that's up there, but Sharkeesha's up there as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just got to put two
2: names together. We got to make this work.
1: Travion Kendall. Travion Kendall.
2: So it, it came up as 21 year old Travion Kendall Thompson. Are we sure his name is not Travion Kendall?
1: <laughs> no, it's not. His it's name. not Travion Kendall Thompson. No, it's
2: Travion Kendall hyphen Thompson.
1: Thompson. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
2: he was the son. Now, um, so he was the son of childhood friend Bobby Thompson. Oh, okay. So, oh, Thompson though. Yeah. Are they so cousins? That's his son, Bobby Thompson. Travion Kendall's son, dad is Bobby Thompson. But I got another article I want to get to, right? I'm going to show you. Just want to read real quick. Okay. So, um Travion Kendall... Um, was murdered. Bobby Dwayne Thompson... Okay. ...was shot and killed on July 29th on the edge of Mulder neighborhood. He was one of five people um, who police released that was gunned down by the same Colt Python revolver, right? Oh. So, this Bobby, Bobby Thompson is Quincy's brother? Yeah. Who was killed previously yeah. in the story? Yep and Bobby Thompson is an inmate. He was in jail when he found out that his son was killed. So, um the article says that you know, he found out he was shocked that his son was killed, uh-huh. but then he says that um I'm sorry.
1: So just for, cl- just, for just for clarification, mm-hmm. Quincy and Bobby brothers. Yeah. Travion is the son is of Bobby. Bobby. Yep. Yep.
2: And Travion was killed. Yes, Travion was killed. Okay. So 6 weeks after Trey was killed, police released a sketch of the person of interest in the case but provided few details about the man's involvement and didn't look anyone and didn't look like anyone the Thompson family had knew. Mm, right. So he said that this is quote from Bobby Thompson when he was in prison. Right. He said, "We was watching the news at 10 o'clock, um and the news came on. Bobby said, I was I was seeing a picture and I did a buckle." He said, "I he, did a buckle and I was like, what the f- that's what he said in the quote. Because he, he was, he knew exactly who that person. He didn't know at first, right? But you know, you your son being killed and you watching the news constantly because you want to, you know, know more details, right? And for that image to come up, if you know this person, and it was, was super close to this person, right? Like I can't even imagine how that would feel. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but like, yeah, like I said, that I just wouldn't imagine if to this, this, this my son being killed or yeah. my child being killed and then I know the person that that killed the person for sure especially if it's
1: a bit of a like a reveal like it's confusion and mystery and yeah for a couple days and then it's like an update and it's like this is the person they believe did it and then you know that yeah that's that's pretty nuts right um so
2: he was saying that uh for weeks and whenever that you know um richie wanted to come over you know, we were close. You know, yeah. he was like part of his family, and then he was like my mom. He said that that's, that was yeah, that was my mom's son. She loved she loved Richie. Wow. So I mean, and this and and dude, Richie is a white guy, and yeah. this and Bobby is a black guy, right? Right. So, but for him to go through that and then it's like
1: be the ones closest to you, that's man.
2: great. I just that's that's and then, insane. And then, to me, and, and then
1: and then go kiss your mama on, on the cheek at your funeral. That's that's insane. Regardless,
2: yeah. So Richie was shot yeah so Richie is I mean I'm sorry Trevion Kendall Thompson was the son of childhood friend Bobby Thompson right multiple times while he was riding his bicycle home from work between Dubbin Avenue and Bowling Street in East Anchorage three girls who spotted Richie lingering in the woods near Bowling Street through their window just, just prior heard the gunshot and witnessed him grabbing Thompson's bicycle oh he killed him over his bike I don't know if he killed him over his bike. But, but he, took he, his bike not, he took his bike out. Oh, he took
1: his bike. Jesus Christ.
2: So Richie rode the bicycle away from the scene. I and mean, this was, is a grown-ass this giant is man. a grown-ass man. He's 6'3". Wow. That's 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 he, real. You kill uh, somebody
1: and take their bike, their bicycle. That's super subtle, too, to see a giant on a bike after you Riding it all wrong because he probably yeah. ain't rode a bike in years. And also probably because I would imagine this Travion, he's somebody's son. I would imagine he's maybe like 17 or something. I don't know. Am I wrong? Well, he was 21. Even still. Yeah. He's probably smaller than... He's probably not 6'3". He's not 6'3". It's not a bike for a 6'3". You don't just... A 6'3 person can't just get on a bike. You need like a special bike. (laughs) You can't just get on any bike. Right. So his knees were probably like banging the handlebars as he rode the bike, you know? He don't care. He was
2: fucking nuts. He's nice.
1: He's crazy.
2: So yeah, Richie rolled the bicycle away from the scene and brought it to his home, where it was spotted but not identified as being involved in a crime by witnesses. Probably left it
1: outside. Why would you just leave? take the bike to your home and then leave it there? Like, people don't know what people's bikes look like. Yeah. In a small town, of in Alaska. Yeah. Uh,
2: so the police arrived on Bowling Street where they found Thompson, who was pronounced dead at the scene shortly after. Under Sergeant slowmeyer Mark- Markowicz's direction, witnesses were interviewed and enough testimonials were given that the composite sketch of the, the suspect... Who would later be positively identified as Richie was created. Mm. Shortly after Thompson's murder, the Alaskan state, the Alaska state crime lab confirmed that the same murder, same murder weapon responsible for Foisy and Netter's, Netter's murder, were also responsible for Thompson's murder. <coughs> Excuse me. So this dude, he was using the same gun, which is the Colt Python revolver.
1: Hella bodies on the gun, and then gave it to his friend. Yeah, but that was before that, though. So. B- before any of the bodies. Yeah. Before, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So during the
2: early hours of August 28th, Richie shot Richie shot dead 34 year old Kevin Turner and 25 year old Bryant De DeHusen.
0: Oh
2: wow. Um, in the valley in valley of the Moon Park, an identified female passerby who was walking through the park discovered, um, Bryant's body along the trail at 1:42 a.m. Again, super early. Wasn't that's like late,
0: really? Yeah, it was
2: late <laughs> night. You yeah. know. So shortly after arriving, police discovered Turner's bullet, bullet rattle, bullet riddled body under the pavilion in the park. Mm. Turner, suffering from schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, was homeless at the time, and he had not fared well at assisted living facilities re- recently. I mean, why do we need to know that?
1: Yeah, you ain't got no shit on the guy. <laughs> I mean, like, jeez, this guy's life sucked. He died, but also. His life was kind of shitty right. while he was on. Like, All right, man, you know.
2: So, Brian, um, a notable environmental activist in Anchorage, was was thought by his father, Gordon Dayhusen, to be doing a late-night bicycle ride on his new Sh- Schwinn. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> an expensive bike. Schwinn to meet a friend when he stumbled upon the fatal encounter between Richie and Turner.
1: That's a witch's comms. What's his name, bike? What? Uh, liftstrom Really? That's the kind of bike he rode what's his name uh arm armstrong lance armstrong yeah Yeah, he wrote a schwinn they can be like three bands damn yeah i I wanted to be i got into biking a couple years ago but i just was riding a mountain bike and then you know how you you want to take that next step in your hobby where you're like yeah i'm gonna get an official bike Mm -hmm. and i started doing some research i stopped riding bikes it's too expensive. I was like, never mind. It's got good. the thin wheels. It got yeah, the, the, the one the of those balls that go around. Yeah, I mean, like you talking, horns? About, yeah, you're talking about at least like fifteen hundred dollars for a decent bike. They, I'm sure they smooth though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. No doubt. Phew. Yeah. Uh huh. That just sounds you're, fun. Just give me one of those five. Yeah, guys. man. You th- hit the breeze. My bike. I, <laughs> see, I had the mountain bike. I'm trying to ride streets, and then it was an old mountain bike. So you might be mid pedal getting <laughs> groovy, like kick, pink, You know how like it comes out of gear, so kick, kick kick. And starts like pedaling weird and uh, you got to try to get your groove back. So I was like, let me look into getting like an official. Uh, I'm going to ride around. Let me get could, the official. find a cheap one? I mean, I could have. If I really wanted yeah. to do research, you I looked up but, a, You went right to shit Yeah, me. you know me. I was like, I want to get a brand new out of the box bike for me. Yeah. And then when I saw the prices, I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to go to the gym. <laughs> I don't need to ride bikes. And so I haven't riled, rode a bike since. <laughs> I'm glad you did it because <laughs> was a little waste of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, either way, I probably would have stopped riding the bike, even if I had got the new you're bike. You just get so just excited me. that new hobby Yeah, it's, you know, then you, you miss a day at range, you're like, eh, I don't <laughs> need to put this in the garage. <laughs> like dust and whatnot. Uh,
2: so, in the police report, APD noted that very little evidence was left at the scene of the crime. Mm. However, the Alaskan State Crime Lab confirmed that the weapon used to kill Turner and Bryant had yes. also been used in the same earlier homicide. Scorpion. The Co-Python. The Cole python <laughs> Python so recognizing um, his M.O. displayed by the strings of murder the APD released a advisory notice for citizens to avoid isolated trails
1: after dark that's like all Alaska that's what Alaska is <laughs> <was. laughs> just stay Maybe in the that's house. why everybody was there <laughs> yeah, <like. laughs>
2: it was the field day
1: for stay him. off of uh,
2: tra- uh, trails that are surrounded by trees it's like that's Alaska he wait for those two people to come where there's nobody yeah, just that, that time but nobody's
1: mm.
2: uh, so following the murders of Turner and Brian the FBI was brought on to assist with the investigation. The September 6th Anchorage Mayor, Ethan Berkowitz, hosted a press conference that asserted that gang violence was largely responsible for the record-breaking number of murders in the city. Is it like that?
1: in Uh, Alaska? Alaska? Yeah, man. You never seen Gangland? No. They got a Gangland... You know Gangland the show. Yeah, the show, yeah. They have Gangland Alaska? Wow. Yeah, man. They have a locked up uh, uh, raw Alaska? They give it up in Alaska, man. They got bloods yeah, they give it up in the last. I know it's like that. Over yeah, there. man, it's quite, it's it's crazy. They'll come through, drive by on a moose. <laughs> wow, 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 It's wild. They give it up.
2: Uh, so though he refused to acknowledge the evidence, lending credibility to the serial killer theory, the FBI offered ten thousand dollar reward, leading to the apprehension of the suspect responsible for Thompson's murder. While refusing to co- to comment on any connection to the other murders. Due to the concern that acknowledging that a weapon tying all the crimes together would ruin the risk of prompting the
1: killer to dispose of it, Now check me, smart. now Check me out. This is what I do, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm Quincy, no, Bobby was still alive. I'm Bobby. I call my oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. I call my sister or my mom. Mm. I say, Mom, listen. That's Richie. Mm-hmm. Call the police and tell them you have information on the whereabouts of Richie, get the 10, put the money on my commissary so I can get some honey buns and some Thai ramen and stuff like that. <laughs> and we collect the bag. Then when I get out, hopefully, maybe there's some overlap. Richie comes to this prison. I kill Richie and we get the money. Win-win. That's how I carry that.
2: Oh, this is before Sun Pass. Oh, this... Yes, but, the, oh no! You're, you're what you're saying. What you're explaining? No, no. Right? I'm saying to get revenge.
1: Yeah, he's sitting in prison. He knows oh, Richie saw the about, picture. He ain't
2: think about no damn commissary.
1: But I, I'm saying the ten thousand dollar reward. Okay. That's a lot of money. My kid is dead for sure. Mm. But I'm in jail. My mom needs whatever. whatever. Call it's Richie. Okay, mm. call your mom because you know it's cold. He's in prison. And obviously, he lives by a different street code, so he can't rat. Mm. But his mom can rat. She collects the bag. Gives him $400 a commissary. Mm -hmm. He's honey-bunned up for the rest of the year. And when Richie comes to prison, because his mom now informed them it was Richie, he comes to prison, Richie kills, I mean, Bobby kills Richie. Mm -hmm. Win-win circle of life. That's how I
2: would have carried it. I mean a lot of stuff I have to go
1: long story short if there's, <laughs> if, if ever I see one of those cash I ride around intentionally I look at license plates car descriptions people's faces because if I ever come home and I see one of those uh, have you seen this person $25,000 reward I want to be able to be in the race <laughs> it has not happened yet but the day will come where I'll be like I just saw that person at Wawa and then I'm gonna go get the bag so you're telling me you remember the License plate? Maybe not the license plate, (laughs) but the car description and or the person's face so that when I see the sketch... I go I just saw I saw that person At some point I have an eidetic memory man I'm, I'm not trying to be f- Bragful mm-hmm. or boastful Some people call it Photographic Things like that yeah. I just remember stuff I hear things And yeah. I, can, I, I, I hear spoilers for People that read the That's why I hate The book readers of, of stuff When mm-hmm. they read the book And then you watch the show mm-hmm. Cause if somebody we're having a conversation I go I watch blah 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 And they go Oh I read the book It's called blah 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 But it's about blah 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 mm-hmm. And they go But did you know that Roxanne She does this to Steve And then he kills him I won't be able to watch the show anymore, because that might not happen for three seasons in the show, but that's always in my head now. <laughs> that, so as soon as this goes, so you're watching the show, you go, hi, I'm Roxanne. You go, damn, that's Roxanne, yeah. and she's going to do whatever with Steve, and then eventually she's going to kill this person. It's going to ruin and the show. It's going to ruin the show, and I can never get it out of my head. Never. I didn't mean to humble brag on that. <laughs> Continue your story. Yeah.
2: Um... So the FBI offered $10,000 reward, leading to the apprehension of suspect excuse me, of the of the suspect responsible for Thompson's murder. While refusing to comment on any connection to the other murders, due to the concern that acknowledging that the weapon tying all the crimes together would ruin the risk of prompting the killer to dispose of it. I don't even think he, even if he, they came up with the information. I don't even think he would.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: I'm I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure the information had to get out. Yeah, that the. It was the same gun. I don't, yeah, see, like, I don't see I'm not going to
1: get rid of this. Uh, what is it called again? A Cole scorpion? Python. A python. I'm not going to get rid of this python. I don't give a shit. What kind of description coming out of my gun? This is my favorite gun.
2: Right. The joint APD and FBI task force subsequently received upwards of 175
1: tips. See? I bet one of them was, his mom, was Richie's mom. Yeah,
2: but that doesn't mean you're going to get the money. You
1: got to get in the race, though.
2: <laughs> you can't win if you don't play, man. Yeah, true. Uh, So they got an upward of 175 Excuse me Of 175 tips over the following two months At least one of which pertained to Richie Following Thompson's murder His mother Mandy Primo Had conducted an independent investigation To to discover her son's killer Who's mother? This is Thompson's mother
1: Quincy's mother Bobby Travion 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 Kendall Yeah
2: Um, So after searching homeless camps In low income neighborhoods um, Mandy claimed to have located An armed Richie Near the Alaskan Regional Hospital In October 2016 So Mandy claimed um, To have contacted the APD lieutenant And reported that she had found Her son's killer Mm. She claimed to have Contemplated over the phone Confronting Richie directly Oh, Terrible idea I I understand You fired up You fired up and everything But you're going to spook him yeah, I don't. Student six three. I don't
1: know. Oh, you mean retaliation? No, she was like, I know. She. I mean, no, I, I thought. I'm, no, I'm saying your fear of why you're saying she shouldn't have done that is because like he could come after her now. Yeah. Uh, you sitting she, there on the phone with a lieutenant. I no, know, I know what you did, and I'm yeah. going to get you arrested and put in jail. See, I was thinking like he might flee. You're uh, like, nah. He might come and finish difference. her off now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's very true. Bad idea. Um, but I get, I get
2: why she's, you know, all turned
1: up for sure.
2: Um, so she, yeah, so she claimed to have contemplated over the phone confronting Richie directly, which the lieutenant advised against. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, as he was armed and her infant wasn't, in was her infant child was in the car.
1: Oh, she, you said it was over the phone. She was, on the she phone went with to the lieutenant. She, she, but she saw him at She, the, saw she him. went to the hospital area Yeah, wherever he was at Oh, and she was talking about getting out of the car to go confront him Yeah Oh, wow That's what George Zimmerman did Except that was a kid with Skittles in the uh, teeth yeah Sorry to go dark But it's, that was what mm-hmm. that, that's what that reminded me of My bad R.P. Trayvon
2: um, So, Richie was killed near the corner of 5th Avenue and Cardova Street in Anchorage during a gunfight with the officer Arn S- 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 Saleo oh. A Sergeant Mark possessed Pets of the APD on November 12, 2016. Now, when I I read that part, I went on YouTube because they have a video.
1: Uh, Oh, of the gunfight? No,
2: they cut it right before the gunfight. Oh. But it's like, um, matter of fact, I'm going to read this part first and then I'll explain the video. Okay. So, Officer uh, Salio, while responding to an unrelated report of an unpaid taxi cab fares. Oh, he just was in the area. Yeah, he was just in the area. Wow. Spotted Richie walking down the street at 4.30 a.m. Just walking
1: that's
2: just off that's nuts uh, yeah so the officer pulled up alongside Richie and asked asked him to stop presumably to ask him if he had witnessed um the crime so <coughs> excuse me I don't
1: so think he, he pulled up who, on him asking him about crime I don't Richie think he even knew who
2: he was maybe he knew who he was but I don't think he put it out there like I know who you are yeah but just to be you know chill about it Um, so he asked him about the crime so Richie continued to walk Mm-hmm. Um, So, he repeated the question over the megaphone in his little cop car. Without warning, Richie turned around and walked towards the police. Oh, wow. So, in the video, he's pulling up on him. is in his dark time. Uh Uh-huh. You know, he's yelling stop or whatever. And the dude is just, he got his hands in his pockets and just walking. He's not. Towards the car? No, he's walking. He's walking down oh, the street. Okay. Oh, okay. not paying. He ain't paying ain't this dude to no it. mind. He the dude got the lights on. That's terrifying. I would have been like, "Is that a I ghost?" Been scary as sh- yeah. I would have been scared as shit. Yeah, I would been mean, scared shit. am like, "Is that a ghost?" Yeah. So he tell him to stop. Tell him to stop again on the little microphone. That dude not saying a word. He not, not paying him no yeah. mind. He was like, "I need you to stop." And that dude turns around. He turned around like um, some you know some Jason shit. <laughs> just just smooth. Not. Just turn turned right around Walked walk back Towards the officer Right <laughs> And then before they started popping off That's when they Cut the video cut It oh. cuts to another officer That comes around the corner And rolls up on him
1: When the gunfight was happening Oh wow But then it cuts after that
2: But that part of The cop telling this dude To stop Was crazy And he's not even Acknowledging this you dude You would
1: have thought He had headphones on so Some beats or something Man he Richie wasn't having it said, Nah And he just held court Right there Just They just started He just pulled the gun he out just, and they t-
2: walk, He walked back towards him And started banging off
1: Yep he wasn't trying to go back to jail. Nah, he ain't he ain't having it.
2: Yeah, so Richie turned around, walked towards officer, walked towards the, walked towards the officer's vehicle, drew his coat. He keeps that thing the loaded, one in the chamber. Open fire on the officer, hitting him at least four times, mm. which resulted in a damage, which resulted in damage to his bones, intestines, and liver. Mm. So I mean, for this dude to be alive is you know,
1: for sure. That's why I I always say I mean I, I don't know how often I say it on this platform, but like I respect. A person who chooses to do the job of being a police officer. I don't have a ton of respect for the system of policing in this country. But anybody who's like a person who that's how you decide to make your money to support your family, I respect that that's what you choose to do because it's difficult and it's dangerous. It's an incredibly dangerous job to do. I just think that the system itself needs work. Jesus. I just think that the system itself needs work. But there's no doubt in my mind that that is the most stressful, insane, crazy job that you can choose to do outside of being in the military and choosing to do it on foreign turf, you're doing it like 20 minutes from your house, yeah. which is, you know, that's insane. You know, you're dealing with people who are contaminated with diseases and they're, you arrive and they're bleeding everywhere mm-hmm. and, you know, people have guns and not. It's a very difficult job. Yeah. My, my problem is entirely with the system of policing and not individual police officers, because I think that, you know, we're all human beings. But a lot of the incentive, the the way that those systems are incentivizing people to target people and all that kind of stuff, it's not good for society. But the job itself, nothing but respect for Mm -hmm. very difficult job, dangerous job, you put your life on the line, tough job. Yeah, I mean,
2: I couldn't imagine me pull up to pull up to something like that and be like, no, this me go forward. This may go really
1: bad. Yeah, and then I'm still gonna go and forward. (sighs) Proceed. Nah. I would. I could never. I would never. I would Military go, police yeah. is like the pitch would have to be nuts. The pitch would have to be, you will be a millionaire after five years of service, or you know, ten years of being a police officer. You. I mean, I, I'd rather be a construction worker. It's just. It's too dangerous. I don't have the heart to to, to do that job. I don't want to do it. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, if you get a call
2: we got gunfire. Yeah, you today. hear. You can hear it over the
1: thing. You know, mm-hmm. hear bullets ricocheting. You I'm know going, I ain't gonna be able to make man, this. I'm going to dunk dunk, I can't man, have this no, badge. No, no, I don't. Yeah, okay, I quit. Yeah. I quit, man. Be all on the news. Yeah, oh, you're a coward. And all the, <laughs> you got a leave, you gotta people, leave come the state. Of people coming after you. Remember yeah. that?
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So his gunshot wounds resulted in the damage to his bones, intestines, and liver. Mm. So the officer exited his patrol car. Patrol car returned fire while also engaging Richie Richie in a physical conf- confrontation.
1: Oh, he fought a guy too after a
2: shootout. Yeah, man. This dude. Wow. Dude survived. Man. So simultaneously, Sargent, so did he
1: get hit? Who did Richie get hit? <clears throat> Richie died. He got shot. Oh, okay, okay. I, I yeah. thought I thought he. I, what I thought you just told me was, he rode up on this cop, shot the cop four times, didn't get hit, and then fought a guy. I was like, oh, this dude's the juggernaut, but he got hit and yeah. then just fought to death. Yeah, he, he got just... hit,
2: and um, one of his one of his uh, buddies came, one of his partners came up. That's I told you another cop car came Yeah on the gunfight. And um he was killed by a number of gunshot wounds. So they they took him out. He finished him out. him out Yeah. But he also got into a fight with some he wrestled, a wrestle a wrestler? Um, I would assume so. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh the officer was taken to the area hospital where he was moved out of intensive care after a seven hour surgery. <sighs> Save survivor, man.
1: Four shots? Um, mm. Yeah.
2: So following Richie's death, the co python on his person was sent to Alaska Crime Lab where it was confirmed to have been the murder weapon responsible for the deaths of Brian Foyze and Jason Netter and Travion Kendall Thompson. He's still spelling his name wrong. Um, also, Kevin Turner and Brian DeHusen. the investigation task force that had not considered Richie a suspect due to his lack of run-ins with the law over the decade prior. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. So they just didn't even think it was this dude based on his prior record. Yeah. It
1: was like he's not a, I mean, he's done a lot of shit, but he's not a mass murderer. Yeah. So, um, that was and then, my And favorite. then the next man that touched that gun, the spirit of Richie was into him, and that person continues to kill to this day. Gotta be crazy. That's how stupid that, that movie I watched was when I <laughs> talked about it last time. The Prodigy. That's how dumb it was. It was that dumb. Mm. Where that was the, that was, it was what I just said, basically.
2: Somebody just got, somebody else just got the. Just picked the gun up. The gun it's up. like, up. oh, magic, magic exists now. Yeah, so that was James Dale Richie. I did, when I was looking up, um, I was looking up this serial killer, and I put in like Alaska's serial killer or whatever, mm-hmm. and it came up Alaska proportional proportional to its population. Alaska is without a doubt the most populous state among serial killers with fifteen point sixty five k- serial killings per one million inhabitants. Oh wow, a total of fifty one serial murders took place in Alaska between nineteen hundred and twenty fourteen with more than half of those occurring between 1980
1: and 1990. Well, Alaska's huge. Alaska's huge. Again, don't quote me on this because i don't, you know, it's not a fact-free zone. Um, I think you can fit Texas in Alaska. Mm. Okay, wow. Yeah, I know that you know. And again, I'm I'm not, you, I'm not you, you don't, you don't know, so you can't correct me on it. So that's just fact until somebody <laughs> yeah, I believe wants you to step so. to us. And I think I say things pretty convincingly. Mm-hmm. But I read if that's not the statistic it's something like it can fit you can fit a lot of states Mm -hmm. in Alaska and Texas is the biggest Texas is huge yeah and I think you can fit Texas in Alaska Mm. okay yeah I'd take your word for it yeah yeah, I'm not gonna look it I just got shit like that floating around in my head man. I think you can fit yeah man I've known you long enough that I I think you can fit I think you can fit all of Japan or China one of the two I can't no China's huge you can fit there you can fit some countries in Texas. Texas is huge, mm. but I think you could fit Texas in a. Why do you? How do you know that? I don't know. I remember
2: one time just I learned you, so much more stuff just, just from to TV tell a story and, from and to the, the to the listeners. We was playing a game. I don't remember this. It was me, you, your mom. I think one of her friends. Uh-huh. We was playing a some type of trivia game, and it was about.
1: Oh, if it's, if it's anything pop, it was about uh, pop culture, it was
2: no. It was about like a heart thing, and then you knew it, and your mom was like, "How do you even know that?" You was like, "I read." Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't I'll never like, forget that. I don't like books, but I love articles, <laughs> and I love uh, just random. I was like, "What yeah, the fuck? How do yeah, you even I, know that?" It's just because I hear it, and it's just there. That's I'm classy. not a heart expert. I don't know anything about geography, but if the one little thing comes up that I do know. It'll pop right to, I do have not thought about it for 10 years, but I'll go, oh, I know that. That's just, it it's just be, in here. For
2: me, it gotta be, I gotta be super impressed on for it. Me to remember.
1: Yeah. It just, <laughs> it's just in here, and then I might get a refresher. Boom. Oh, that, that, that about that. And then, you know, it'll just, it'll just surface it, out of me. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but enough of that distraction that you're talking about. You wanna talk about memories and all this kind of stuff? Less, it's you brought to, it up? You want to talk about humble uh, uh it was this was a it was a segue i wasn't i wasn't shitting on you for doing it. i'm saying speaking of memories oh, and okay. whatnot yeah let's test your memory and let's see are you are if you are ready are you ready for what for what you, you know what for, what for what are you ready to get frazzled man you didn't even do a story yet oh what
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind of shit are you boy what,
1: a half podcast, man? Oh man, I'm sorry, man. It's hot up here, man. My bad, man. I, I had a, hit, a heat yeah, stroke. Man, I am sweating. Yeah, uh, uh, what we're gonna do is we're go- <laughs> you ready? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh man, we're go- what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn apparently to tell you some fucked up <laughs> shit. Uh, so so stick around. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Uh, Fran, are you ready to hear my affirmative murder yes. this week? Okay, my affirmative murder for this week. We're going to take a little trip over to the Middle East. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the story of Mansour al-Torbini. hmm Okay? <clears throat> so buckle in. So Ramadan Abdel Rahim Mansour was a young Egyptian boy working in a rain— ra- oh, I'm sorry, I wrote rain station. He was working in a train station cafeteria <laughs> in Cairo to help support his family. Mm-hmm. This you would think this you know this sounds like the starts of the building blocks of a nice stable hardworking uh, Egyptian person yeah. just trying to help his family this this kid who's twelve is going to grow to be a man who helps his family and provides and works hard his whole life and all that kind of stuff a kid working at twelve at a cafeteria that's good signs right mm-hmm. things took a dark turn for this kid you know so and, and everything changed in in his life after a sinister event. So young Mansoor was bullied by a local thug named Al Torbini which means express train a uh, a moniker that he would later adopt himself he just took his name yeah who do you you'll, think he is well we'll find out who, you'll find out who he is in a second the thug would frequently beat Mansoor st- and steal his money eventually the bully took an even darker turn Mansoor stated that he was raped by this man mm. After which, he was thrown off a moving train, which would later become his M.O.
0: This the, is the bully that did this to him. The bully did this to
1: him. Mm-hmm. The fall left him severely injured and with permanent damage to his right eye, as well as other injuries that left him hospitalized for a month. Damn. This experience changed Mansoor forever. Originally from the Garbier govern, governorate, which is like a state or, mm-hmm. or providence. So he was from Garbia in Egypt uh mansoor was arrested for the murder and rape of at least 32 children mostly boys in 2006 Children. children mansoor along with six accomplices liked to torture children between 10 to 14 years old on top of the express train hence the nickname uh and uh the victims were sadly runaways uh, what do you mean on top of the... What do you mean? He would lure these children up to the to top of moving trains, bro. I don't know if he's... chilling say, on... Them. Riding the trains. And I, don't, I guess maybe they weren't moving super I fast. Yeah, I but they were moving and he'd, they'd be like, hey, come up here and hang out. Hang out And then on. it would just get super fucked up and dark, you know? Wow. Um... Um, So, yeah, a lot of these boys were runaways, you know, think, you know, a la, you know, Slumdog Millionaire or whatever, Mm -hmm. just like kind of just street kids, who Mm. you know, and didn't have a family to to, um, look for them. So that's why the the number was able to be so high because he was killing homeless kids. Mm. Um, uh, He committed his crimes in various cities across the country, including Cairo and Alexandria, while avoiding uh, police attention for seven years, you know, mostly because he was killing them on the move. Uh, That's a long time too. Yeah, his MO was simple and yet effective. Al Torbini and his accomplices would lure street children onto the top of the train, where they would rape and torture them, often with razor blades. Now, how old are they? The, the is, um, they I would don't say it doesn't say, but they looked like they were um, you know, in their late twenties.
2: I wonder what they what they were saying to.
1: I, don't know. I thought they was like hang out with almost the, cool the same kids. age he was like oh you wanna hang mm-hmm. out with us but it, even if they weren't you wanna hang out with the cool kids the older kids whatever you right. know who knows what it was but it worked the crazy thing to me is when I, in, in stories like this and a lot of other stories you see it in movies to like a smaller scale degree um, when the, the hangout takes that dark turn of like you know it's, you're you're all the bullies right and it's like yeah kick his ass man show him who's boss and it's like yeah I'm gonna teach you <laughs> and then the guy pulls out like a knife and it's like Mm -hmm. oh oh whoa man i thought we were just beating kids up i didn't you know and then it's like a murder happens. yeah so i would it's like crazy to me to think like al torbini probably was the leader and it's like first it's like we're gonna rob these little homeless kids right Mm -hmm. (laughs) haha it's funny yeah yeah kick his ass al torbini yeah you're the man and then he's like yeah now i'm gonna rape them and so uh, whoa yeah there are six people there who just didn't do anything and participated instead. Yeah. Well, that's I'm, wild to me. I'm out of here. Yeah, for sure. I'll be like, hey, man, I thought we were just, you know, uh, scaring scaring people. Yeah. I thought this was just a joke. And then you start raping people? That's crazy that you stick <laughs> around for that. Yeah, I'm out of Six here. people stuck around for that. Yeah. The fact that he found like six people in his, uh, to make a posse yeah. that are all cool with raping kids, that's wild to me. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'll be like, whoa, whoa, man. Hey man, you're up. It's like, oh, uh, 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 I gotta get home, man. So, you know, like I, I don't understand how nobody bailed. That's wild to me. He, he, the cool guy. I guess raping I guess children on the like, top of
2: a train. I don't want to. I don't piss him off. He gonna come yeah, after me.
1: Mostly probably that. He's the dangerous guy. Yeah. But this that this story is pretty crazy, so anyway, so yeah, he would torture these kids some you know often using razor blades. he would either throw them once he was finished, he would either throw them off the train dead or barely alive onto the tracks of incoming trains that were oh, going the shit. opposite ways, and the trains would pulverize their small bodies. so there were they, one they weren't there were kids that weren't being looked for. two, there wasn't much evidence to be found because you know they, he'd dump them and they'd get smashed up by trains.
2: How do you? I gave me the goosebumps. How do you throw somebody in front of a moving train and just
1: go? Well, we're also up. describing a guy that before that he was yeah, raping a child. How do you? I don't, know, I don't know how you do any of the things this guy did. So, but you, again, oh. this is the this is the extreme example of hurt people hurt people. I mean, he literally carried out the exact same mo of his abuser and just kind of reflected it onto other children. He was thrown off a train. He used the guy's name who raped him. Uh, He rode the trains like this guy did, and he raped them like he was raped. You know, so it's like he just kind of. But you throw
2: somebody in front of a moving train. A train. Yeah. That's like that. It's not a car. It's not gonna put on brakes. Yeah. No. No.
1: No. Yeah. For sure. I I I couldn't tell you how because I'm a regular. Um. He also claimed (sighs) to sometimes throw the bodies into the Nile River. Or at times would bury them alive. So like once the, you know they're woozy and you know beaten from him and his crew, they might be uh, you know grasping onto life, and he didn't care. I I would I would wager it wasn't as much malicious as like get rid of the body. Mm-hmm. And if but if they're still breathing a little bit, it's like even no matter what, I'm I'm gonna bury you. I don't think it was a thing of him being a a villain. And it's like now I'm gonna bury you alive. Ha ha ha! You know it's more of a. Get rid of the body, even if the body is still hanging on to life a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, this dude was evil. Uh, His downfall came after the police discovered the bodies of three children around the railroad tracks in early 2006. This led to the arrest of two of Mansar's accomplices, who confessed and ultimately pegged him as their leader. This came as a shock to Mansar's brother, who was staggered that his quiet, calm brother... Could commit such horrific crimes. And this this part is crazy. Mansor also was also loved by his neighbors who pitied him and considered him slow mentally. So he was Kaiser So saying everybody. Everybody just thought he was the kid that got thrown off a train and he had a his eye was messed up and he just was a little simple from his accident. And the whole time he was an evil, vicious, rapist, and murderer of children.
2: What happened to the guy that did it to him? You know what I'm
1: I didn't say. Hmm. I didn't. I wasn't able to find that. But um, I just think that that's because that's one of the biggest he reveals. Probably, died or probably. I mean, he lived a pretty high risk lifestyle. You know, <laughs> a, a kid could have turned around and stabbed him when he tried to rape him or something. Or he
2: probably could have went.
1: Or he fell off a train. Yeah. Or he probably could have went. I would. we asked that
2: because I'm like, why wouldn't you
1: go back to that guy that did this to in, you in revenge and in revenge? Yeah. He might have. That might not be a body he'd never claimed. But. <laughs> true, true. Um, <laughs> The idea of him being Kaiser Soze, which is one of the best reveals in, in movie history. It was played by Kevin Spacey, which, you know, he's got his crazy fucked up shit about him. But that was a fantastic movie and role. Usual Suspects. Have you seen Usual Suspects? No,
0: I ain't seen a damn movie. You ever
1: seen Usual Suspects? No. Well, at the end of Usual Suspects, it turns out that it was Kevin Spacey. and But the whole time, Kevin Spacey's telling the story of the movie. And he's playing this simple guy who was just... He was just the bitch in the crew. Like, I don't know. I was just along for the ride. I don't mm-hmm. know. They all were the bad guys, and I just, I don't know what to do. I was just there, and they let him go. And then he's got a club foot and a limp. And so the guys leave while Kevin, I can't believe I'm explaining the plot to the usual suspects on the podcast. But while Kevin Spacey is leaving the uh, interrogation of, of the police station, the police officer. Is looking around his room and it starts flashing back and he starts to realize Kevin Spacey made up the whole story using things in his office I think he told me this I probably I love the movie so I will probably have explained yeah. the plot to you. Just, but then anyway that he's walking to his car and his foot stops limping and he starts walking regularly. Yeah, you told me this and, and I said get, I was going to watch and never watch. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> anyway, this guy uh I need to see that. Though. Yeah, this guy did that basically to his whole community. They all thought he was just some slow simple guy and he was a gang leader who was raping children. It's insane. That's crazy as hell to me. Uh, but anyway, um so clearly he was capable of projecting of of projecting varying personas to the people in his life the hallmarks of a true psychopath so it was all an act that he would you know he would go do whatever on the trains and then come home and be like hey guys i'm just i'm just a little simple person uh can somebody cook food for me because i don't know how to cook probably getting free stuff from stores oh i don't know how money works can i just have this for free sure man yo you yeah you have a good day And he's like, stupid ass And he takes all his stuff back to his crew. Uh, Many things stand out about this case. While laying claim to over 32 victims, only 15 bodies were ever found. Although Mansour and his accomplices promised to inform the police about the locations of the other 17 bodies that were scattered around eight other cities across Egypt, this proved difficult due to the mobile nature of his crimes. So he's like, I don't really know. I don't really know where I threw the body off of the train. It of was you do it was moving. Just tossed it up. Yeah, the so I mean throwing it in front he of the train? He wanted not to give him credit, but like he wanted to assist in the once he was captured in, in prison, he was like, I mean, I'll I'll help you find the bodies, but I don't really even know. Yeah. He did. It's not like he kept it a secret. He He's like I just don't really know where they yeah, are. Yeah, he here. did that so he used that excuse well that. they found 17 of them oh, really? oh okay. yeah they just couldn't find the other half of the 30 whatever whatever's left of 32 they, those
2: the ones that passed them in front of the train
1: yeah they're probably just pulverized and don't yep. ex, you know into not existing anymore so uh, it's, it's all a mess um uh perplexingly the people in his hometown of tanta as well as across egypt perhaps due to shock Or callous uh, disinterest in the lives of street children began using his nickname on store signs, cars, and even named sandwiches after him. Yeah, so like, (laughs) imagine, imagine uh, sandwiches. The the Dahmer. You go to Chick Fil A and they, you know, they have the Dahmer sandwich. You know, they they did that with Al Torbini. Why? Why is why is there a Ted Bundy movie on Netflix? You know, he was, a, he was sensational. He was, the headlines, it was a crazy story. I don't know why they weren't petrified of a, you know, a child killer and leaned into it and named sandwiches after him and stuff. But again, I don't know how crazy, I didn't, I haven't seen the movie, you did, but the Ted Bundy, they show the craze in the, in the, in the movie, right? Like he was a celebrity.
2: Yeah. So. Oh, a women
1: all over the place. Yeah. Why? He's a murderer. You know, so why did they name a sandwich after him? Well, he was good looking though. This guy wasn't good looking. He kind of looked like Shrek, but it was yeah. more of the, was it was tabloids. Well, it, wasn't, it, wasn't. <laughs> <good>? <laughs> it was more of the tabloid thing of it and him being a local from Egypt or whatever. And they started just naming, putting his name on signs and sandwiches were named after him. I mean, him. if it's bringing
2: in money, then that's what I mean. You're going to, you're
1: going to, you're going to hop on the, you're going to piggyback on whatever's the trend. And this was the, every newspaper had his face on it. Sandwiches. I don't, I don't know. know if I'd want to eat a sandwich right, named after a either. child rapist, but I'm not from Egypt. I don't know uh that's nuts yeah it's pretty insane
2: uh take a picture of it on instagram if it was
1: of the sandwich if it was like those days then yeah take a picture of your sandwich hashtag food porn hashtag Torbini. you never use that hashtag food porn food porn no when you get a bum ass meal no don't look at me like i'm crazy man you get something that's hella cheesy or like uh some kind of tasty looking i don't take pictures of my food so no I mean, I don't either. I'm not a basic (laughs) bitch, but like, but if I did, I would probably. That's what you use,
2: okay? You probably use hashtag food porn. Yeah, a lot of people probably use it though. So I understand.
1: Hashtag noms, you know. What's that? Like you know, like nom 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 nom. Hashtag Hashtag noms, you know? Stop. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I felt weird when I went to go say that, and I did it with my mouth, and I was like, "This is weird." And we're only the only two dudes in this room. That was a little weird. But whatever you man. did right. man. Hey, we, you know we're we, we know each other a long time man i you know i didn't mean anything you know weird about it we'll just move on <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on from that uh so um so these children i think the big reason that they were able to sensationalize it so much is that these kids were they were dead to society before they were even dead like because... when they say about sex workers exactly exactly it's that kind of thing where it's like I mean, he killed thirty-two people, but like they weren't really people because I mean they didn't do anything. They were just like vermin on the street. Is how they looked at it, you know. So what's the if they look at it that way? What is the whole point of going through all this of a trial of a trial? Well, because there's laws.
2: Yeah, but don't be. But don't go. Oh, they didn't mean it. It wasn't nobody. Nobody important. Hey man,
1: I can't tell people how to feel. I just Uh, another oddity in the in this case, and perhaps uh an indication of the mental state of Mansar as well as his uh thinly veiled homophobia, the Garbia killer told police officers that he was possessed by a female djinn or spirit that compelled him to rape and kill these boys. Although he did tell the officers that he enjoyed it. So a voice told So he do went it. so he went No no I voiced it. He said, I am possessed by so a Jen is basically like uh, Robin Williams and Aladdin, mm-hmm. like a genie. Uh-huh. One of those is in me. She's a girl, so it's not gay what I'm doing. <laughs> but I did like it though. But probably I liked it because the that's the 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 girl's emotions. Yeah, greatest is case. why she is why she liked it. So it made me like it. Mm-hmm. But it's not gay though because I'm it's a girl in me that's mm-hmm. making me do it. I don't know why he had to add that part on, but whatever i don't i don't know why he felt need the need to add that on there
2: cuz he said i liked it but i didn't like it cuz i liked
1: it i liked it but liked like it, it wasn't me liking it. It. It was me liking it it was her liking it and yeah and me <laughs> so it was more her but but the feeling of liking it was in my mind yeah. but i didn't have any control over that uh he was convicted of the murders and sentenced to death and he was executed by hanging on december 16th 2010 Mansour's mark on the Egyptian psyche remains as potent as ever today with any murder of uh, children of children in Egypt being dubbed the new Torbini as a dark testament to his awful legacy. Um that was the affirmative murder of Mansour Al Torbini uh, his original name was Ramadan Abdel Rahim Mansour and he took Al Torbini from the man who he alleged raped him mm. and then he just took his name from him and his MO.
0: Mm. Yeah
1: Petro let me see the bedroom. I can pull it up. It would take a second. I got oh. you, though. He, uh... Yeah, he is, um... He's, uh, um... I'll give you, like, a... Uh, a,
2: trig- a trigger warning. Beanie. Mm. What, he's ugly?
1: Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the eye thing. Yeah. Permanently, his eye's uh. fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, He's he's pretty, um... Grotesque. Um... Mm. That was my affirmative murder. Friend, uh, are you ready yeah. now? Yeah. Are you I ready am. now? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's do this. And now it's time for True Crime's hottest game show Frazzle Friend! Frazzle Friend! Frazzle Franf a riddle like no one can. if he fails that's okay he's a superstar either way look out it's time for Frazzle Franf That's right folks welcome to another episode of a um, another episode of Frazzle Fran, the hottest true crime game show in all of the lands on this show, we try to flush, frustrate, flummox, and frazzle my partner and true crime, Franco so Evans. And this week, for the second week in a row, he is about to get frazzled. Fran, are you ready for this week's riddle? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this, is speak, this is spoken in a bit of old-timey kind of English, so just follow along. Uh, again, I've established the new rules last week. There will be no breakdowns okay. line by line. Mm. I'll give you a full read-through again if you need it. Mm-hmm. And then you lock your answer in. There will be no question marks at the end of your answers. I will not give you any hints. Okay. You lock it in, and then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. All right. Okay. Whoever makes it tells it not. Whoever takes it knows it not. And whoever knows it wants it not. What is it? All right, read again. Whoever makes it, tells it not. And like, tells it not. Like, so mm. they don't tell it. Yeah, not. I got Which, it. Okay. So that, but I'm not, I'm not giving <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Whoever takes it, knows it not. And whoever knows it, wants it not. What is it? The truth. Ooh, that is, I like that answer. But it's wrong. <sighs> the answer is counterfeit money. Huh, okay
0: yeah that was but that totally
1: was actually good. i liked your answer though that was that was that was a good answer yeah i know that was good I, actually i like that, that better than, <laughs> i actually like that better. i can't even really shit on you real hard i mean there's booze happening right now but like i that was good i like that that was that was a really good answer yeah, yeah it, it was wrong i thought pretty hard on that but it, it, it was wrong but that was a good answer though hmm. wow yeah, yeah 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 whoever makes up the the truth they they, they you know tell it and nah, i works for any all the things you yeah. know i'm not gonna go into it too deep because i'm gonna find flaws in too. it but yeah 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 hmm. the truth i like that answer the answer is counterfeit money yes uh, so if you okay. if you if you make the counterfeit money, you're, gonna, you're not going to tell people you made the counterfeit sure, money. True. And if you take the counterfeit money, you don't know it's counterfeit money. Yeah. And if you know that it's counterfeit money, you won't I'm take the counterfeit yeah. money. So <laughs> the answer is counterfeit money. But uh, there's an asterisk this week because I like your answer. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, I was. That was a good answer. I'm not, there's no shitting to be done. <laughs> don't get it twisted. This is not uh, response to the backlash I received. <laughs> uh, somehow this has become like because it
2: was a terrible riddle last week.
1: That's subjective. I, mean, I think. I think. I think. What we found out this week is that people who are Fran Hive, mm-hmm. quote unquote are not as smart as people who are you know just not objective and not picking sides because I don't have a hive I don't want a hive but you know people choose to be Alvin hive that's on you but uh, there is no Alvin hive but people clearly are, are Fran hive and those people maybe just are a little slower on the draw than, no, than other just, people nah, th- 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 We th- just, we just th- th- the riddle was the riddle no, I didn't, we all agree, I didn't it it was make was the riddle. riddle I didn't make the riddle the riddle is what it is yeah, you know so, so to, to, to attack me and, and, and slander my name, and 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 say that I attacked you, and I came at you crazy, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of heat, man. Yeah, and I'm, Good. I'm here. To, I'm here. To, I'm here to defend myself and say, uh, this is a game show, mm-hmm. and now it's turned into uh, some kind of you're Batman and I'm the Riddler, mm-hmm. and I'm like a villain. But you know what? I'll lean into that. I don't give a fuck, man. Mm-hmm. I'll be the villain. I don't care. Just don't come with terrible riddles. That's a, that's an objective thing you just said. That's not that's not facts. Some right. people got that riddle. I don't know who they were. They didn't make themselves known. Mm. But that's because you know what Nobody you know what true intellectuals do. They just they just say to themselves, "I know the answer to that." But people who the insecurities mm-hmm. of not knowing things make them spaz out and attack me and da 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 and you should get a do over it and that shouldn't count. What? It you shouldn't would, count. You wouldn't have gotten that riddle if I read it to you. Uh, this is called Frazzle <laughs> Fran. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's called Frazzle Fran. And again, I am going to humbly give you your booze this week because I did like your answer. So,
2: so there's no does real that count?
1: Is that one me? No, no it didn't me? count. No, you lost. You lost. Oh. You lost, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna hound you about it because I did okay. like your answer. But I'm not going to... Uh, to This week, I won't come down on you and, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that this week because I did like your answer. Call it a draw. No, you Why? were wrong. Oh, come you, on. No, 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 you were wrong. For the second week in a row, you were wrong, yeah, but I'm humbly giving you your wrongness because uh, I liked your answer. Um, but next week, if you are wrong, I will give you all the smoke in the world. Um, but yes, you were wrong. Frazzled. Fran has been frazzled once again this week, but I did like his answer, but that doesn't matter because the rules of frazzled Fran are unflinchingly rigid and wrong is wrong. And he will get this boo, this man dropped on his head every time he's wrong. So, uh, with that being said, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my frazzled partner and true crime, Franco Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.